Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Faction Motorsports After Hours Podcast. On tonight's episode, we have John from Goopy Performance. Goopy Performance is located in Havastraw, New York, and was established in 2001. Goopy Performance works on rotary engines. He is primarily a machine shop, but will also do other things here and there, but for the most part he's not taking you know he's not disassembling your rx7 at a shop he's just working on your engine goopy performance started out by making rotary parts performance parts and then slowly became what it is today which is basically anything and everything rotary engine please check him out we have all of his information in the show notes on this episode so check out his instagram facebook and website if you need any rotary parts make sure to hit him up and that's it. We enjoyed this one. This was we we got a lot of information about rotaries on this episode. We didn't know anything before this. So, enjoy. This podcast is sponsored by East Coast Drift School. East Coast Drift School, which is located in Englishtown, New Jersey, is a driving school that offers a more private and intimate environment for learning how to drift. Whether you're someone who has countless drift events under your belt or someone who has yet to kick a clutch, East Coast Drift School is a great place to pick up some seat time and improve your drifting abilities. Be sure to follow East Coast Drift School on Instagram and look out for the schedule, which is released on the 16th of every month. Also, feel free to message them directly for pricing and availability. You can find them on Instagram at East Coast Drift School. This podcast is also sponsored by Automotive Specialty Wraps. Automotive Specialty Wraps is a company specializing in paint protection film, vehicle wraps, ceramic coatings, and window tinting located in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Owned and operated by car enthusiasts and drifters, their technicians have over 10 years of experience in the industry. The ceramic coating is what really caught my attention when they reached out to us. This coating basically gives your car's paint extra UV protection while also making it shine. Wax only lasts for a couple weeks at most, but ceramic coating lasts for a year or longer. They perform a full two-stage polish to the car beforehand to make sure the vehicle is in perfect condition before applying the coating. As mentioned, they also offer window tinting and paint protection film installations. Now everyone knows what window tinting is, but these guys offer carbon or ceramic tinting depending on your goals with the vehicle. Paint protection film or PPF is a great idea for those new vehicle owners that don't want to get stuck behind an 18 wheeler on the way home one night and then get out and realize your front end is littered with rock chips. I'm looking at you Subaru owners. Your paint sucks, so make sure you protect it fast before you regret it and need a new paint job. Also keep in mind they are capable of getting liveries designed and installed as well as full vehicle wraps. From protecting your tow rig's exterior to full livery installations on your drift car, they have you covered. You can contact them at AutomotiveSpecialtyWraps.com and make sure to give them a follow on Instagram at AutomotiveSpecialtyWraps. Welcome, everybody, to the Faction After Hours podcast. Thank you so much for waiting. Um, again, this is a functioning shop, so we're, we're not far off from 6.30. Just about an hour. I said 6.30, and Malcolm yelled at me and said, it's not going to be 6.30. <laughs> I said, it's going to be 6.30. Yeah, no. Sorry, Malcolm. But, uh, yeah, we're here to bring you another episode. We have another guest. We have Jonathan of Goopy Performance, a rotary specialty shop. And, uh, and yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Goopy, legend, right? Yeah, here. for real. Uh, we're gonna call you Goopy. He said. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. That's my. That's, that was my nickname. So you can go ahead. Yeah. Can we just start it off with that? Why Goopy? How did this start? Yeah. Why is your name Goopy? Goopy. Don't 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 tell me it's something weird. No, no, now. no, 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 no. Goopy is my is uh, that Goopy was my. Uh, it's actually C U P Y. Goopy. Oh. That was my nickname oh. in Spanish. So people used to call me Goopy in Spanish and. And um, and then the the it sounds kind of awkward in English. So one day we just said, "Hey, let's call my call me Goopy." So everybody just called me Goopy. <laughs> so it came from your nickname. Yeah, that's my nickname. So when we started my business of making my parts, I I was thinking, okay, so uh, uh, what should we name our parts? Uh, and I looked online, and or you know back then there was no online, and it was like looked in the magazines, and you had everybody from B Z D and all the different alphabet, yeah, algorithm, you know, names for part brands and i said damn i can't find i need a name for my for my business and, i have so many and questions. i just said you know what who Let me spelled just... it with a g because it went from c to g well, right because it, it just doesn't sound right in english when you say yeah Koopy, so yeah okay. <laughs> you can think of Koopy <laughs> yeah. pedals from bmx back in the day you know but so i, I just said let me just call myself Koopy. yeah like, I, I like the name it's it's very memorable because yeah. um a, a co- for example, a coworker of mine. I don't know a lot about rotary. It is the right. first time we, me and you, have met. Yeah. First time we and, had any rotary people on here. But okay. yet, but yet, I have friends who have gone to you. I have a friend named Angel. He, he. I think you might have built an engine for him or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And a buddy and my coworker is trying to get an RX8, and I'm like, dude. Okay. That this shop called Goopy. And that's where you go. And that's one of the reasons why I use the name Goopy because I said, okay, even if someone doesn't know how to spell it or it sounds awkward it's a catchy phrase and for yeah. marketing it actually works it works know? it works, works. and you guys do you got really me interested cool stuff. i was like what is goopy you, you have to work this? harder to actually say the name and think about you know even my my decal if you look at my logo my logo says g-o and then one of the o's is a rotor and then p-y and most people are like what does that say what does <laughs> yeah, that say yeah. and then they study it but little do they know their brain is being programmed to like remember my name <laughs> that so. just says go rotary p that, or whatever <laughs> but you know <laughs> it works I like it. When did you start? Um, we started, Goopy Performance uh, started in 2001. Mm. Okay. 2001. In 2001, we started uh, with, uh, we designed an Apex seal. We manufactured Apex seal. And that that's was my right. I think I saw that on your website Goopy as well. Apex seals. Yeah, that's what, that, that's what I used to spearhead my business. That, that's what I was known for, and that's what I started with. Oh, wow. Um, you, you know, I remember I used to work in software prior to that. And, uh, you know, things would start going down after 9-11, and... Um, and my business partner and I at the time said, hey, listen, let's just take all the technology, some financing that we had and all the resources that we had and what we were doing prior. And let's just make our own Apex seal. You know, it took almost two years, two and a half years, a little bit more. And then we went back and forth and 2001. And here we are today. And so that's kind of crazy to me. Like uh, not a lot of. That's not really like the first step that somebody takes. Yeah, you must have been pretty passionate about rotary. Yeah, like before. you, you well, must I was have already. Guy. I was a rotary guy, and I had a uh, an RX-7 that I used to drag. And one time I went, uh, we went racing in Lebanon Valley. I remember I broke an apex seal, and the apex it was a factory seal, it was a nitrous car, and it ruined the housing. And and I was like, oh my god, because the apex seals, some people call them vein seals. They're inside the engine, right? Mm. To, it's an apex seal. That's like the main. That's like the main that's thing. That's the that, Achilles tendon. Yeah. They would say, right? That's what builds yeah. compression. And so, so that that broke. A factory. The original. The uh, the OEM unit broke, caused a lot of damage on the inside, and uh, hurt me. Hurt me financially. I was like, oh my god, this is this is killer. And and I remember, and we, I, I made software for 
for translating CAD files in the 90s. That's what we sold. That's what Holy I worked Holy shit. In. Dog, you were what a, the You were probably fuck? a genius considered, <laughs> back, considered a genius. So in then. the 90s and in the early 2000s, if you had AutoCAD and you had ProE or Katia or one of the other CAD softwares, right? Uh-huh. Pro Engineer, whatever. I don't even know if they're around anymore. And I think had, they still use CAD and, and more like... They do, but yeah. I don't know if those brands are there. Oh, okay. So say you had Pro Engineer and you d- designed a 3D, mo- 3D file and a model in .prt extension and you emailed it to somebody and they didn't have Pro Engineer, they couldn't open the file. So yeah, we yeah. had a software that I used to work for that we used to sell. They used to sell the software that allowed you to install the software and then open up 3D files and 2D files from a CAD software that you didn't own. Okay. It wouldn't allow you to edit edit the file, but you could at least access it. So cro- your your goal with the software was cross compatibility. Yeah, that's that's correct. Pretty much. That's correct. This that's kind of sick. And, and it's ninety yeah. shit. Like, so I'm selling what? software, and and I was selling software to uh, engineers, casters, investment casting, you know, CNC shops, and, and Bill all Gates. Sorts of manu- <laughs> no, manufacturing people <laughs> manufacturing stuff, right? Yeah, in yeah. The, in the job shop world, and then I actually got to meet a lot of engineers from every aspect. Uh, solid modelers and des- designers and whatnot. So I learned the entire manufacturing world from the sales perspective. So I took that ability and made my own Apex. Oh my God. That is fucking I didn't awesome. I'm not an engineer that. by trade nor a machinist. Later on, I bought mills and lathes and that sort of stuff. And I had to kind of self-teach myself. But, yeah. so I'll, but we, you know, we hired an, a metallurgist. He worked with us. He was, a, he was the old fellow that worked with SKF for about 20 years, 25 years. And then another company and Timkin, and he had retired, oh, and then wow. he wanted to work with us. He he had connects with uh, connections with uh, like Carpenter Steels and a few other people. And, you know, he got us into the right people, and it worked well. So you so you make this apex seal. What was different about your apex? I was seal? just about to ask that. You okay. sly bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to keep the mic close. So, so close if you guys you don't know, in you the, can move it. In the nineties, there was very few people that made aftermarket apex seals or even parts for rotary engines. Okay. In the nineties, there was very little. Aftermarket. So pretty much you're dealing with you're dealing with Mazda Apex seals. That's why you know sometimes you'll buy a JDM 13B or 12A or, or I mean a 13B or and you'll see like extra injectors on it because in the early days there was like no aftermarket ECUs or no big injectors like there is today. They, yeah. All you had is uh, original equipment stuff, so people just added another injector. So there was very limited as far as aftermarket stuff. Yeah. So then what we did is uh, so then uh, there was very so it was very little. So then we said, hey, we got to come up with an Apex seal that, um, that is more of a consumable. You buy it, you use it. If it bends, it bends. If it wears out, it wears out, whatever. But let it not break oh. and cause catastrophic damage on the inside. You take the engine apart, you replace it, and down the road you go. Oh, fuck. That's like a big game changer. Yes. Yeah, wow. So that, w- wow. No, that's. To me, to, to the average consumer, that's me, and like everybody else who's trying to get in a rotary, you just provided like a, like a godsend. That was, that was what I started with. Yeah. So that's, I said to myself and my business partner at the time, his name is Jack. He lived here in Jersey, and he came out of the manufacturing world. When I started working with him in, in, in software in, this, in the sales business, he had already done rapid prototyping, and he had worked with uh, 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 solid modeling and all, all the stuff from you know, big companies, Lockheed Martin and you know Nike and Saab, GM, you name so it. So he was, he, yeah, he, he kinda... was a real smart dude. You know, he had yeah. started with, uh, I think, uh, McDonnell Douglas in the late '70s and stuff like that. So I, I had good mentors, good mentors, and I was like shadowing these guys all the time. And I was like, wow, these guys are bright individuals. And I'm here coming out of Ramapo College, 
with a degree in poli sci and stuff. And I'm over here. I'm just, and I just wanted to sell software. So I had to learn the engineering world, the lingo, the terminology, and everything just to sell the software. And so then using the actual software later on to design my own parts. Yeah. Now, now you were going to school. And you graduated and you got into your career then? And then you got... Yes, I was uh, senior year at Ramapo College. And uh, like in the 90s, I was senior year at Ramapo College. And um, I got hired selling the software. Okay. It was like 100 credits, like 20 short of my BA or whatever. Yeah. I just quit school and I just started working. <laughs> and I said, ah, the heck with this. Yeah. And I just started working and that's it. And then Well, I mean, that's the goal anyway, right? Trying to get a job in that field. So I the guess... Ho- the, the thing is, is like right now, like it's harder for kids to make that decision because like some when you make that decision now you won't have that degree and there's yeah. jobs out there where that's literally the bare requirement they won't even look at anything else they'll just be like oh you don't have a degree you can't apply but yeah. that person could have so many skills that are applicable to that one position so like how, how how many years did you end up selling software i don't know three years four years three years four years before yeah. you were like fuck yeah, we, I need to do more. Yeah, we were traveling. Me, no, not 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 that. But the 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 company we were working with selling software for started. Uh, they they cut us off, and oh. they said, "Oh, we're gonna bring software in house in California." And mm. all the sales guys. So then we were a var here in Ridgewood, New Jersey. So they kind of they didn't need us. Little by little, they started cutting off our accounts. So you know, it just it started drying up. So we yeah. just said, let's try something else with, let's do something else with the abilities that we had, with the skill sets that we had at the time. Frankie, a VAR is a value-added reseller. Right, right. Wait, what? A VAR. That's what he just called it. It's a value-added reseller. What yes. the hell is that? It's they, <laughs> the, the product, they, you guys help sell the product, and yes. they add the value by reselling it. Hmm. VAR. You're welcome. I'm still lost. We'll talk about it later. You're, techni- you're technically a VAR. I've never, yeah, I've never heard that, that uh, term before. Yeah, On paper, you're technically yeah. So if you're selling something for somebody, yeah, you are a VAR. Yeah. Huh. But, um, yeah, so when you designed the Apex seal and stuff yes. like that, what was the process like talking to, you mentioned a metallurgist. Right. Not everybody talks to a metallurgist. Yes, yes. What yes. the fuck? Yes, it's sad. That's you know, a cool process. The metallurgist like, that we had that worked with us for about 10 years, actually longer than that. He recently passed away last year, you know, and, and, and um, he was a brilliant individual. He was really smart. He, it was, he, just, he had a lot of years of experience. He used to fly back and forth overseas, and I think the, one of the reasons he retired is because his back hurt from, you know, these intercontinental flights and that sort of stuff. So uh, with me, I just had to bring him I had to bring him all the variables. This is what's going on, blah, 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 and uh, this is the issues we're seeing. And then, you know, I had, so I had to use my m- limited ability to communicate in that world and give him as much information, and then he went from there. Yeah, and then he said, "Okay, let's try this material, try that material, try that." We tried about a dozen different materials. Yeah, what was the like? Uh, yeah, what, what was it? What was like the um, like how the fuck do you even like how many apex seals did you go? Through I know, I'm you trying found to think. Right? Like it was interesting. And the testing, the, the it was testing interesting because it. it was you know it was it was hard. You know, this is twenty something years ago. You know, it was it was challenging. It yeah, was time of my life, I went through a lot of stress. You know, we draining yeah. our piggy bank, and it was it was, it was difficult. I remember. Uh, you know, we'd come up with one material. Okay, let's make. Uh, let's try this material. Who can make it? Who can machine it? Who can? Okay, let's try. It. Let's make one. Okay, this seemed to work well. So, uh, let's make these in volume. Oh, it's not feasible. Oh, we have to do this type of heat treat and blah blah. It was oh challenging. And so you I, still had a job at that point? Or yes, yes, yes. We're okay. still selling software now. Okay. The um the thing with testing, you know, we tried one. I'd put it in an engine. I'd have to uh, drive a few hundred miles to see how it if it broke in if it 
you know, if it made good vacuum. Yeah. Uh, and then take it back out, send it back to the lab, look at it and make it. Okay, this one worked great. Let's try heat number two. Let's go oh to this one. Let's Holy fuck, three. you're doing your own R&D yes, yes, on the yes, road. Yes, yes, yes. While you're one working. Time I didn't even have a car registered, so it sucked. I was like, oh, my God, I got to put miles on this Apex. How am I going to do it? <laughs> So then I remember my friend Willie Maldonado. He's like, yo, you can use my car. I got insurance on it. All right, no problem. He said, let me borrow this first gen. I would throw a motor in there. I was done <laughs> like at 11 at night. And I was like, okay, it turns on. My little brother used to help me, Elias. And I'd be like, Elias, I got to go put some miles on this because I got to take this motor back out in three days. And, and oh that night, you know, I'd get in and put gas in it and drive all the way up New Haven, up 95, back down South <laughs> Jersey, come home. The next day I had like 300 miles. Okay, take the motor back out, send it to the lab. Check the radius, check, you know, the see if expanded, check the materials, go back to uh, do some testing. And, oh, my God. So I went through that for, you know, almost three years. Three that is, years? That yeah. is some damn impressive yes. stuff, dude. Yes, it was a bit Like, hats off to you. Very yeah. much respect to you. This is 20 years ago, you know. Now, so this is all our own unique stuff. We didn't copy anybody. That's stuff. the part yeah. that's difficult. Unique stuff, you know. My, my, the metallurgist we were working with, he was like, it was like straight as an arrow, you know. Oh, I, you know, I don't do anything unethical. You know, we're going to design our own stuff, yeah. our own testing. You know, he was like old school, old school dude, bro. He's, you don't find guys like that anymore. And then, and so, uh, but today, you can't say the same today. Today, everybody's copying everybody's stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I feel like I, I was going to ask this, but yeah. now we're kind of talking about it. But over the years, did it get become easier to be able to produce parts? Um, like, a little bit. Like little the access bit. to like, I don't know. I don't know how do you how did you even find this metallurgist? Uh, you know he worked. Uh, I don't know. He was friends with somebody else. We met at a job shop show. We used to do a lot of trade shows, like Jacob Javits, the design manufacturing show, and Jacob Javits, okay. and all the job shop shows they have down here at the Meadowlands and stuff, where all the trade shows come in, and you know people that do uh, EDM and machining and all casting and all sorts of stuff. Okay. So we had a lot of contacts in that world. Mm. That world is small, but at the same time, each a lot of people know each other now. Yeah. World. So, I'm not so, in that world as much anymore, but when I was selling software, I got to meet a lot of cool people. So nowadays, I feel like with the amount of exposure that you can have on one channel, let's say it's Instagram. Right. You put a story. I'm looking for a metallurgist. I'm sure somebody knows somebody who knows somebody. Yeah, yeah. You can go to Versus before where you right. had to like, it was, you had to make that yeah, connection. Yeah, there was no social media. There was yeah, no there internet. Was nothing. Right. There was Earthlink. Remember dial-up and wait, yeah. uh, <laughs> connection and stuff. It was Internet in 2001. Yes. It was I was six. So, forums were probably a thing. It was, yeah, the forums right. were, I don't know, were there forums? Yeah, I think there were. There was like RX7 Club and stuff like yeah. that. And finger everybody typing with one finger and stuff <laughs> like that. Dude, if you could type like this back then, you were a god. Yeah. yeah. If you, yeah like you exactly. could. Exactly. Everybody yeah, really. was one finger, two fingers like this. One, and you had typing class? I wonder, you ever had to take typing right. class, Frankie? Did they have yes. typing class for you? Yes. Yeah. Where they made you like. Like I, we had this librarian in high school that she would get mad if you were not. Hold on a oh, second. Oh, the back okay. straight, back straight, foot yeah, yeah, planted, yeah. and your your wrist had to be like kind of. Can elevated. people hear us online? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, Jordan, it says it says Jordan has no audio, but no one else has complained. So let us know in the chat if ever there is no audio, and we'll. One and by we, I mean I can't Malcolm. Hear anything at seven ten? Okay. No, that was well, that was because uh, we had him off. We were fucking around. So so how did you get into? Rotaries. Like, okay, so you, what happened is what car? happened is I was already a gearhead to begin with, right? Okay, I was yeah. already a Where car guy start? to begin yeah. with, right? Since the early '90s, I was already a car guy. So when we designed our own Apex seals, that was a, a, a way to me for me to start a new venture in life, a new, a new, yeah. a new business, a new idea. Was it always rotary though? Yeah, I was always a rotary guy for the most part since I was a kid, and then that um, 
the so we made this apex deal and you know it was two three years i would go to puerto rico a lot and do testing in puerto rico and <laughs> i had a buddy of mine in puerto rico i said parts to and i said hey beating israel's name was hey try this out try this one try that one okay i tried this one this one worked pretty good this one didn't work one of the apex deals the first one the one we were working on for many years we filed a patent for that we filed a patent on that you know in 2003 and um that apex deal will yield a million miles Oh, we wow. think we we that Apex Hill would yield a million miles. That's not what we're depending, saying now. Depending on the abuse. But that right? no, that would yield a million miles. It just wasn't feasible. It was very expensive. Oh, it was challenging. Okay. That's what we we did file a patent for it. And then Damn, that so material. So so the technology is out there to do almost anything you want now. This is just how much money you're willing to spend. I was going to say, but there's that means there's this just, God mode Apex Right, seal. it was just expensive. We didn't have to sell it for 1500 bucks a set, and people aren't buying $1,500 Apex and that's just seals. six seals? How yeah, it's just six seals, yes. Yeah. So how then much, how we, much is a normal... How much are you guys selling your Apex seals? What is it, like 350 bucks? I think, for a set? That's... That doesn't so, seem that, and then no. it's a rip, and again, it's a it's replaceable. It's a consumable, part. Yeah, it's yeah. a consumable, and that's the idea. The idea is, hey, listen, I messed up, I leaned out, whatever the issue is, let's replace it, pop another one in, and down the road we but go. But it doesn't, that's the idea. it doesn't destroy the house. That's the idea. So the the impetus behind making Apex seals was that the original equipment Mazda stuff, when they would break, they would damage the rotor housings on the inside, and if they came out the exhaust and damaged the turbo. And now yeah. you have a bit more costs. Oh, my God. So that was the issue with all the rotary guys in the 90s and in the early 2000s. So all the early 90s and 2000s guys were tuning and that were building engines. They had to be extra precise and, you know, real real careful with everything. They had they didn't have a second choice. You know, if, if you broke an apex, it was, ah, oh, man, I got yeah, to buy another engine, a housing. And a turbo. Here, a turbo blue. Yeah, so, you know, but. So I, you took three years and then you said you pretty much came, you came to a conclusion with. Yes. Was that the God one or was that like the no, that was more a, feasible what one? What we have now, feasible. it works very well. It works okay. very well. And, you know, we, I went to, de I had a lot of dealers in Puerto Rico. I went to California, Seven Stock. I did trade shows in, in seminars in Montreal. I didn't, guys didn't even speak English. They had a French translator. I went to Guatemala, did two seminars in Guatemala. Wow. And uh, had uh, all these guys there, and oh, can show us your brand, help us build engines and stuff. Holy like shit. Puerto Rico. Uh, what the fuck? That's sick, yeah, man. Yeah, a lot of different places. I've been, been through. I've been through the ringer, man. It's you probably a, know that engine like the back of your hand. And that's what happened. So a lot of people that wanted to buy our brand. So you know, if anybody out there nowadays wants to make something for what particular car. I, when I went to speed shops in Puerto Rico, they were like, "Okay, these are good Apex seals. Thank you, son." They, you know, you show them the piece of paper. This is how they'll they'll withstand this temperature, this wear characteristics. These are how good they are, and they would look at you and be like, "Yeah, okay, give me them. Let me try them in my car. If they work, I'll buy them. If they don't work, I don't buy them." It's That's just how people speak. You know, old school yeah. guys yeah. think. They so, want to see it. So, so you know, I had to put them in this car and that car and this car. So I gave a lot out. Had a lot of guys using my brand early days, but it was just challenging. So then it actually forced me to actually work on rotaries and build my own engines and eventually yeah. what we have today. Because folks were like, hey, listen, you know, I had guys come and say, hey, that's great. But can you build my engine? And I was like, OK, well, in between selling parts, I could build an engine and I built. An I was engine. about to ask, is that a, it, what your shop now? Is that service you offer? Yes. Like it's a yes we full build motor shop. Yes. Yes. We don't work on cars too much. I just don't have the space and the manpower, but we do blocks. So as opposed to most guys, let's let's say Rod Millen and let's say some of the, uh, uh, you know, like um, um, Edelbrock, Vic Edelbrock and some of the other guys, if you see their business platforms most of those guys were racers started racing started you know they, they racing had shops and stuff and then they designed parts 
Mm. I did it kind of backwards. I designed the part. I yeah, yeah. made a part. And then I had to go back and build a shop around the part because everybody's like, hey, you know, why don't you just build it for me? And, you know, here in the Tri-State area, there was a lot of dealers here in the early 2000s. There was a lot of shops around here that did a lot of rotary work. And, but it was challenging. You, you know, you wanted people were, hey, can you build my engine? So it was, I feel like I only knew one rotary shop for the last 10 years. That who was, is it? I don't know. It was a, I think they were in South Jersey or something. No, this 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 there's always been rotary shops. I think what has happened over yeah. the last, you know, twenty five years is you know the generations have come, have gone. Some guys have retired, and you got the new guys coming in. Yeah, I feel like there's not many nowadays, right? There is. You got to know who's who. A lot of yeah. guys, you know, this guy will build a few engines. That guy builds a few engines. You know, as far as a shop that you can go to, turnkey that just specializes on that, right? There, there isn't too many of those. Yeah, I mean that is pretty crazy. Imagine I, you only specialize in rotaries. I mean that, those shops do exist. I'm but. now I just <laughs> now that I know that 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 Achilles Heel. of the rotary, yeah. right. the apex seal. Right. You make a consumable one now. Yeah, I want. I'm interested in the god one. What's What's for stopping me from like let's say let's say you are let let's say I'm that consumer. I blow my shit up. I'm gonna take that thing apart. I think I'm. I can take. I'm I'm okay with my hands. I can disassemble an engine to an extent, and I feel hey man, like it's got no. Pistons and rods, so I think that's the coolest part about it. Like but also, the, what people I feel like are it. intimidated by. Well, mm. yeah, because it's not normal per se. But. Yeah. Well, was your first car a rotary? No, my uh, first John? car. I remember the first car I ever bought was a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> what? A '73 uh, Super Beetle. Oh my! My, my dad had like yeah, a gajillion of those. Yeah, Super Beetle. It had the fiberglass flares on yep. it. I think I bought it for like fifty bucks. <laughs> that's what fifty yeah, bucks. 50 bucks. No, yeah, I, I, like you know my my dad would tell like me this. That. Fifty bucks and you just buy a shitload of them. Mike McMahon sold it to me. He had a blown clutch and he had it. The shop down in Havistraw just junk there. I was like, Yo, what you want? He's like, Give me fifty dollars. I gave him fifty bucks. I took it home. Why is it always at a junkyard too? My dad. Somebody's shop, but they were gonna junk it. It was a super three, it was a 1.8, uh, 63, 73 Super Beetle fiberglass flares and everything. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I remember it had all the gauges bucks. on the you know, all the autometer gauges. And, and I remember, I so I, what is a Super Beetle? Is it turbo? What is well, it? It's, nah, just those, it's just a Beetle, it was just called the Super Beetle. I don't know why it was called Super Beetle. It had the bigger engine, I think, the 1.8 or something. One, okay. no, one point, I don't know. And it's I, just super. And what I else do you need home, to know about it? Clutch was burning, smell like clutch. and and, I and they had the cable clutches, right? Yeah, and I remember I went and bought some parts for it at Rapid Parts. Rapid Parts used to be in Muncie, New York, and they sold just Volkswagen stuff. Oh my god, they're all gone now. But I wonder if sell, my dad knows about that. I'm, they sold brand does. new fenders, doors, everything for like the for for Volkswagen. Everything Volkswagen. And and then I took some of the parts home. And before I started messing with the car, my brother was like, "Hey, you want to sell it?" I sold him for 150 bucks, so I made like made hundred dollars in one day. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then what? Yeah, so, so then the, I sold that, and then I bought an RX-7. That oh, so the this next was like step was the RX-7. or something, ninety-one, maybe ninety-two. I bought an RX-7 FC for like one hundred and twenty-five bucks. No, an FB, like FB. A oh, like this gen. one, eighty-one. Yeah. Had a busted tie rod in, put a phony plate. You know, drove it home. My dad following me, and and you know we made it home, and and I had to put a new strut on it, and you know. So you're gonna have to educate me right now because all I know is FC and FD. That's oh, an FB out. First front. gen, first gen. That's so, called the first gen. Okay, so the one outside that you brought. First gen, 1978 to 1985. First gen. They're okay. practically the same unibody and stuff like that. And they're 78, 79 had two tail lights in the back. Yeah, yeah. The 84, 85 GSLC, which people call the five letter cinco letra, would have the 13B fuel injection. With a distributor. Cinco okay. letra, bro. Yes, cinco letra. You I guys don't have nothing the... cool in SR and Jay-Z world. Make some make some cooler acronyms. We they got, got a, bl yes, we got a yes. black top and a red top. They got a cinco letra over yes, here. This shit is yes, sick. Yes, yes. Which is, 
we got to see one up close, which is, I didn't even know that that was a model that existed. Yes. I yes. thought it was strictly 12A in the, in the no, FB. No, no, no. And then of, that people would put the 13B Most of the them did have 12As, though. So most of them did have 12As from 78 to 85. The majority of, of them had 12As. The 85, the one you're seeing outside, that's a rare model. Did you like the 12A? I'm that, assuming the one you had, yeah, was that a 12A? Yeah, the first one I had was a 12A. So other than the 0.1 liter difference, what... What's the difference between a 12A and a 13B? Oh, the 12A has uh the 12A is uh oh you want to know the difference? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Man, Let's well. get into it. Come on. The 12A is uh one point considered 1.1 1. 1, the uh, a little different. Yeah, yeah. The the 13B is 1.3 liter. 1. Yeah. 1.2 for the 12A. You have 1200 and then 1300, yeah. and then the 12A housings are 70 millimeter. The 13B are are 80 millimeters. Okay. An inch is a three inch, one hundred fifty thousand, if you want to be exact. Just to so then, increase the size of the right of the yeah. width, the rotors. So the mass of the rotor is what you're it's kind of increasing. wider in this yeah. orientation, wider, yeah. which in turn would make more. It's it's a bigger motor, more go. heavier, you know. So yeah. and then the the twelve A, you know, throughout the years have different chambers, the compression chambers. Some were elongated, shorter. Elongated. I think Mazda played over the years with different elongating the 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 compression dish. The, okay, yeah. Have you ever heard, Frankie? Have you ever heard it? You probably heard a 12A, but it sounds a lot. No, different not really. I never really heard about when you, that. When actually. I heard a 12A, that was like built NA. Oh, I mean, I've probably heard of one. Like by super freaking. I don't even know. When you see it, it looks looks so weird because you're like, what is that? Yeah, no, I don't think it has I've like the two one. stacks coming out the freaking top. I'm just, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like 12A, 13B. You couldn't jump to like a 15B. Like, why didn't they do that? They didn't want to. Yeah, act- I, don't, I don't know. Mazda had. I'm gonna just take these off. Yeah, yeah. Mazda did have a, a bunch of different. Uh, like prototype design engines, they over the years, uh, but they uh, seem to keep it small. Even the right, RX-8, that's that the was the goal, they, though. They standardized on on those on the 12A and the 13B, and then in the late 80s, I think the Cosmo in Japan had a uh, the three a, rotor, a three rotor in it, what's yeah. considered what's called a 20B, which is which is three 80 millimeter wide rotors. Is it true? And this is just to debunk some questions I have. Yes coming from a Pistons person, mm-hmm. is it true that you can technically, if you had a, a crankshaft long enough... Eccentric shaft. Just... Oh, sorry. Eccentric shaft. Eccentric <gasps> shaft. Yes. Long enough, you could just make... You could just keep fucking yeah, I guess, yeah, stacking yeah, the them. perfect world, yes, yes. You could just <laughs> add that's... another gear and a center plate, machine it, and... Because yeah, yeah, I've so seen a picture of a weird on one. Yes, yeah. they can. Okay. It's really not practical. It's, it's really such not. an interesting concept, though, because you're building a combustion chamber in a different way. You know what I mean? Like, in a way that... W- One of the things that I like, uh, somebody told me about rotary, is you know how a piston engine goes up, it has to come back down. Mm. Whereas a rotary, it's just... It's just spinning. That's the coolest shit about it, man. I, I yes. love everything the rotary has to stand for. Yes, I just yes. don't know much about them. Yes, like, yes. would you recommend a rotary to, like, a new car enthusiast? Yeah, yeah. Like I like the rotary engine. It's a... That's a good engine. It has its positives. What do you What do you got to look out for as somebody new getting into it? Um, like, what did you like? Did you have any experience like that? Yeah, where you, you kind of have to make it a little re- the question a little easier. That's or too, maybe more specific. Yeah. More specific what car? Okay, let's say let's say a kid was getting into an FC. I feel like yeah. that's the one everyone. If wants. If he's annoying, tell him to buy a Honda. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like you, I feel like so you have to have some sort of, I don't know, mechanical. Yeah. Uh, Maybe desire. you gotta be passionate about desire. It. Yeah, yeah, desire. Yeah. Like you gotta be ready to be like, okay, fuck, I gotta learn about why that does that. Uh, yeah, let me see. That's a all hard right, question. all right. I'll, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give you this angle. 
let's say in the like in the eighties, nineties, I remember most of the guys who had RX sevens back then, or or, or most car guys in general, eighties yeah. and nineties. I remember when I was a teenager, when I was in high school and stuff. You know, guys would go buy a Camaro, or if you were a Mustang guy, Grand National RX seven. You know, RX sevens were like the imports. Still. We're like the import guys, right? Mm -hmm. So. If you went, if you had some other big block or whatever car you bought in high school and you were a teenager in the 80s and 90s, most of those kids either went to like a technical school or BOCES or, you know, they were gearheads hanging out at Dunkin' Donuts or at the <laughs> burger joint late night, yeah. you know, grease monkeys worked at the gas station with the rag hanging out the side over here. I feel like know? it ain't like that anymore, though. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> so the, most of those guys were some, they had some sort of hands on, right? They were pretty technical, right? Yeah. And if not, they were working on lawnmowers, dirt bikes. They were, you know, they were, they were, that, 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 that type of. That type of crowd, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, that gearhead, grease monkey type crowd, right? Yeah. So you know, you could tell which ones are which, and then what happens? So that if you got into a Mazda or whatever car you got into, hey, I need a carburetor for my for my Fox body, you know, or oh, I, I got a call racing beat to put some stuff on my RX-7. For the most part, most people did their own work, or if they went somewhere, they were able to communicate with the engine builder, or what was getting done, that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. They could tinker. I think what happens today is you have folks getting into the car scene today, not just Mazda, but maybe even Nissan. You probably see them too, that are dumber than a doornail. They don't know anything. They just they're not mechanically inclined. Yeah. You know, they they, they call AAA. They gotta fly. They'd be like, oh, oh, yep. AAA, oh, can you come help, help me? They don't I even do know, know how to fix a those. tire. It's like oh, you see that on the phone. They'd be like, oh, I got a fan. Oh, I got a, I got a. I got a flat. What what should I do? So that's they, the worst when you drive by someone on the parkway and it's like a it's oh, a bunch of young brother, kids and they're oh just looking at the God. tire. So they don't they don't. <laughs> so so then they get into performance world and if they get into the, you're not getting into a stock car. If you're getting into a stock car and you just want to do an oil change and change the tire, I get it. But no, you're 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 going from like elementary school to high school to college by getting into a. S13 or a Turbo 2 RX7, and automatically, I want to get this turbo and this intake and this. Yo, dude, buddy, you don't even know how to do the timing or check your oil. Yeah. They go to some shop. They get a car built. They come here. They get all this work done because mommy and daddy gave them the trust fund, fund money, and yeah. then they go buy a car. They come, and then they break down down the road because a little wire was loose, battery was loose. They ran out of gas, and they're like, oh, my God, this car sucks. They go on the forums and yeah. write. This is the most write, accurate they, thing I've ever This is Frankie's life they, and why he's mad they, every and they, day. And they say, Fraction Motorsport sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> my motor, bro. Oh, my God. Fraction Motorsport does suck. guys of Fraction suck. <laughs> <laughs> And they blast you guys on the internet, and then and, and some somebody come put gas Dude. in the car, turn on, and they go home. So that was the most accurate rant I've bro, ever heard. That's, that's, I know. <laughs> that's just what happens. So then, so then sometimes it's like, so sometimes it's what kind of person are you? So you know, believe I had you guys got to see it on my shop. I have this thing called the uh, the uh, you know, um my rules of engagement. You know, so I have them on my wall. I Holy shit! If nah, somebody that's has a, it, that's email some corporate it to these shit. guys. I have that's it on my wall, and, and I, I have it on my wall, and it's like uh, it somebody say? gotta have it. If give me, give me, give me one. Somebody has it. Uh, you know, one of them is uh, um, if you went to every other shop, and every other shop has not made you happy. Just keep it moving, cause chances are I'm not gonna make you happy. <laughs> this, I talk about, I talk to. You this, get those guys here? Or what? Bro, I talk to Malcolm about this every day. I'm like, like, we oh, need a list. I went to ABC shop. I went to this shop, that shop. This guy messed up my motor. This guy did this. This guy did that. This guy did that. Yeah. This guy did that. And the and, second you have and, someone who's like, well, I went to know, this place. You know, my engine is place. no good, so I'm just gonna go with you guys. Yeah, no, uh, Mr. Faction guy there, because I heard you guys are the best. Yeah, and you know that That's you're just the, red the next flag. one on the list. Yeah. And that, then he's going to blast you. Then he's going to shit on you now. Yes, yeah. yes. Ah. So those guys are a liability, man. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, just, just, just I, go away, kid. Just go go buy yourself a That sucks. A because because yeah. on Walmart, the contrary, I, I feel like that's like 
unfortunately, yeah. like my generation and maybe a little after mine. Not specifically. Whiners complain about they just they, they don't want to like a lot for me, of the kids I don't want to work on anything. For me, I would want I would go to your shop because right. I look I like what you do. You know that I'm not going to you because I, you're going to be a magical problem solver. Yeah. Like, I, I go there because you're going to offer a service that I can't get anywhere else, you know? Let me see. Somebody, That's yeah, some my, somebody yeah, one of my guys have my rules of engagement. I have Ru- it somewhere. Rules of engagement is funny yeah, as hell. I have it on my That's wall. a really good name No, for because I'm telling you. If in, you have it, please message it. Send it to me in, in <laughs> on my the, IG or something. In so the I office can, right now, there are rules of engagement. Yeah. Like, like there's that's, a, that's a term. A correct, use? yeah, it, uh, it's a correct way to approach. Um, I don't know. I only someone. hear about rules of engagement in military. No, I have it at my could shop. Be, it's kind of a silly thing. It's a funny thing that I have, but it's nah, it's, nah, nah, nah. Keep I it, make it, it serious. Yeah, Enforce gonna, that I, shit. I have yeah. to have. I wish somebody was. Somebody's online. I like the some, signs in shops that say like labor rate, and it says if you help me. And yeah. It says if you. I, I got I have one that I've worked on over the years. It's really funny, but at the same time, I worked really hard to like you know. Yeah, nail it. Yeah. Like, there was yeah, a yeah. situation in each. That one. There's another Multiple one on there. Situation. It says. Uh, uh, if you found if if something I'm doing it's too expensive and you found the cheaper somewhere else go please there. go ahead bring yeah. me two if you get a chance bring yeah. me two. <laughs> <laughs> literally uh, dude oh man I should have somebody must have maybe I don't know if Scoob's outside or somebody can that's send the, it to me but that's the Scooby is outside he's yeah, his car is broken right now I don't know if you it? knew oh yeah he, he was trying me. to keep it hush and yeah. quiet so that it didn't interfere with the pod that's selfless Scooby I hope you figured it out is he still outside. I think he might be still outside, honestly. But I hope he figured it out. Poor yeah, so I have rules of engagement. But, you know, that's 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 that's, the, that's, that's this business. You just have to be wise. You know, as business yeah. as a business owner, you just have to be smart. You have to be wise. You have to measure twice, cut once. Nobody's yeah. not every, Everybody's not your friend. You know, the guys who come here and sell you dreams. Oh, I'm going to buy this much from you. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm, I'm going to be so loyal to you. I got another car I want you to work on. I'm going to bring you two of my best friends to, for you to work so you can work on their motors. Um. Please. <laughs> <laughs> never, never see him again. Embusteros. That's what you say in Spanish. Embusteros. Okay. Frankie, so try to say it. Uh, embusteros. Say embustero. Bustelo coffee. If you I'm say not even going to try to say that just... right now because it's going to be bad. <laughs> yes, it will be bad. I, so, I can't roll my arm. So you get those type of guys and it's like, oh my God. So those, you know, you got to be careful. You just have to be wise. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes there are those guys though that are good to your business, you know? Oh, sometimes. Far sometimes. and few in between. And again, that's sometimes that happens. Sometimes, you know, as a business owner, you, you dealt with so many grimy people that you actually get tainted or jaded. My wife says oh, yeah. that word jaded. So you get jaded, and yeah, then she true. tells me all the time, jaded. What? She's a psychologist. <laughs> and then, so then you got to be careful, you know, that you're not that way with every person. Yes. Not every person has the right intention. That's so the you hardest thing. Have yeah. a have a, a, a heart of mercy and of grace with each individual, right? Because not everybody is, is mean like that. But you, still, you got to have your guards up and use wisdom. Yeah. And as the Holy Spirit, you know, tell me, is this guy grimy? Is this guy going to do me wrong? And, you know, if... If he lets you know you got to be careful with this guy, then you know, that, I mean that's that, a customer service thing. Just, yeah, yeah, it comes with to, intuition too. And like then some, you just have to like, hey, listen, I'm gonna reserve. I'm too busy. I'll call you back later and yeah. stuff like that. So I it, feel like it, Frankie, it, you got it. You got some good intuition with that. Oh God, yeah, you, I feel like you you do intuition. I'm like I can read someone very that's, easily. That's what I'm you talking about. You have to be stern. You got to read it's, the it's, cappers. Yeah, they can't. You can't let somebody cap. I'm pretty good at reading those people, but it's what he's saying is like a good example is like. Let's say you just dealt with like three straight up assholes all morning, right? One after another. And 
it's not even your fault. Nothing's your fault, but these right. people just suck. And then a new customer walks in. Now you have to just be like, all of a sudden, totally fresh and just. That happens sometimes. Hello, sir. And, and that's you have to customer go service in your in office. Well, and just, well that's you why know. you're just mean all the time. That's why I'm just mean all the time instead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Frankie isn't fucking. You know, there was a, uh, one of my, my old landlord that I rented from. Uh, we, we, have, we purchased the building now, but I, had, I was renting from 2005 to 2015 in Stony Point, New York. Okay. I was this office building, and I rented from this guy named Pat, and uh, and he's done well for himself. He's wait, wait, were you building engines in office buildings? Yes, I was. I what fucking, the fuck? I knew you were gonna Our say yes. What the fuck? Everything. Yeah, we had to bring engines into a little door and disassemble my machines and go through a side door. Oh it was crazy. God. Wait, what the? That's all I had. That's all I had until I purchased the you know commercial building, and then we moved. Did the landlord know you were doing it? Yeah, but he was a gearhead, so he would come in and just kind of see what. <laughs> what, he had, what, he what had like was there other businesses? He had like hundred hot rods in there. No lie, bro. He had. The most beautiful garage you've ever seen in your life. Wow. Anyway, he was very successful in the real estate business. And one time he came and uh, like very wealthy. And one time he used to, I used to sit with him all the time at his office. He used to have office and he'd meet all the contractors and he'd meet all the architects. You got to see this guy beard down to here. here. Yeah. He looked like a hillbilly. He used to drive this old truck all the time and go to his meetings with a little cardboard and a magic marker. <laughs> and you see all the lawyers come in with cashmere bags and all these leather bags and, you know, yeah, yeah. Brooks Brothers suits. And he'd. Being there with like overalls and stuff like that with a t-shirt. <laughs> One time he said, "John, when I, Jonathan, when I go into a meeting, I go in like a tiger and then I'm fair. You go in like a tiger and then you're fair. So, so in other words, he's stern, he's bold, and then at the stern end, stern but fair. fair. Yeah, you know. But those are wise words. You don't get, you know, the average person doesn't get, doesn't get the chance to sit down with very wealthy or you know, earth, you know, you know, people that are changing the world." The average person doesn't get a chance to sit down with those people. And well, I feel like I'm that doing that right now. To you. Like, that's you to me. Um, you know, glory to God. But, you know, and the average person. So when he said that to me, I remember I was like, wow, those are, that's food for thought. Let me think about that. You know, and he yeah. was just a very smart dude. He's very wealthy. So I know what he has done in his life. So I admire when people give me those little insights. And they made, you know, some of those things are those gobstoppers. Remember a gobstopper? You chew it and you never runs out of. Yeah. You just chew it and chew on it and chew on it. It has a lot of meaning to it and, you know, beyond just a few words. Yeah. It's like a proverb. I, I, I get what you're saying. Yes. And yeah. I was like, okay, I understand. So that's it. So, you know, and then, um, um, you know, the book of Proverbs says, you know, take a coat from him who is surety of a stranger. I think that's what it says in the book of Proverbs. And, you know, and, uh, you know, so, so you have to just be careful who you do business with, right? As, a, as you know, you guys have a, this the sport here a lot of stuff can go wrong you know you, yeah and the customer thing is, comes in the hard part is like you can't just be completely closed off to everything either like that's the opposite end of it like you could either be really welcoming and then get screwed over or yes. you can be closed off and you won't go anywhere and i'm kind of more on that end mm, okay, okay. Of the spectrum. closed off okay. yeah i feel like you make it a fucking like i never i pe people want to start doing things together stuff like that i'm always like eh. right 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 you know that's because they want free parts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah literally they, they have no money then yeah yeah that, that happens a lot in this business oh can i help you clean in the back and i clean your toilet yeah you know can i do this or you know? like or i got this great idea yeah, this, this and that idea. Let's work it's like, together yeah. as a business owner you just got to be careful with those type because you know they they could it could bite you they could bite yeah. you in the ass but you know just it's, it's challenging. I get it. You know, in the this is the aftermarket world, right? Yeah. So you're working on Nissans and aftermarket exhaust suspension. You're doing stuff that 
it's not by the book. You can't go into the Kelly book or the yeah. or the workbook, right? They use the dealers. What yeah, else? we'll What's use uh, FSM. Yeah. What? Factory service the manual. Factory, you can't go into the factory service the manual and see how many hours does this take. It yeah, doesn't yeah. work like that. This business doesn't work like that. It's like in your head. You have to be quick-witted. Quick, quick, quick. Yeah. How long, long is this going to take me? The customer wants to know how much he's going to pay for this particular job. I get it. That's... I get it, but you and your mind are like, well, I got to really think about it because a boat can break. This thing is 30 years old. You know, this can happen. Dude, accounting and I, I got to protect rust. myself. You know, so sometimes you give him a number and he's going to hold your feet to the fire. Then you're in trouble when you go under there and you realize this thing is a rust bucket. You know, this thing is falling apart. Somebody rigged it before. Dude. So. Truer, yeah. truer words have never right. been spoken. So Frankie's literally careful. so happy. So this yeah. business is, you can't go to the fact, FSM, right? F mm -hmm. yeah. You can't well, go to the yeah. FSM. And um, you're, yeah, basically, say so you can't get the book time. Right, we, you can't we, get the book time out of it. That's how you so normally you just, estimate things. Right. You go, oh, the factory says it's going to take this long. It's like, right. yeah, the factory said that when the car came out. Right. Yeah, and bolts were just. Cool. Yeah. Right. Now it's now you got rust. Now you had thirty other people in this right. thing. Like everything's broken. So that's, usually that's it's correct. like, you know, this is what it should take, but this is an estimate. Mm. Like they need to understand that that's an estimate, and a lot of people don't understand that, unfortunately. So. Yeah. That's that's right. So you have to just be careful with that, and um, and uh, that's yeah. why you just stick to building engines. You'll be okay. I feel like yeah, but even <laughs> with like, that, like how many how many times probably we had somebody my my buddy, um, Nick was in here. He was like, yeah, ask him how much a rebuild is would be. How many how many times you get asked that all the time? Like, and you can't really give it's them a straight answer because something can change. Yes, challenging, like challenging, that challenging. with the build. And I would say this, you know, for people listening, guys, are listening, you know, all the YouTubers and stuff like that, that are listening to us at 6 o'clock in the afternoon by 7.30 <laughs> yeah. at home on YouTube. You should be outside hanging out, playing, doing something. <laughs> home right now on the internet, YouTube. Crazy. To a decent amount if of them I have been popping in, in here. I with my kids, I'd be on my bike or something like that. It'd beautiful weather. Oh, outside. God, you oh, got right. a bike? What? Because Frankie's a bike guy. Yes, yeah, and no, a plane guy. Motorcycle? Yeah, motorcycles. Oh, wow. I used to be a BMX guy too back in okay. the day, and then I I got into I'm, I used to ride dirt bikes too as a kid. Yeah, and then, yeah. But now I ride motorcycle, but I get I don't get to ride them as much. I rode it once this entire year, one of my bikes, because I'm always with my kids. Does your what kind does of what your kind motorcycle of have a have a rotary in it? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. There's one though. There is there is Suzuki one, right? RE5, yeah, which I've been it. after, but. Once you find Wait, online, what? they're like five, six grand. You I don't need want to spend one of those. It's a rotary I motorcycle. Got kids and yeah. I got three kids. They're all young. They're always doing poo poo. So I got to change diapers. <laughs> diapers are expensive, bro. No, I don't know about yeah, that one. Not no. us. They, huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are, are diapers expensive? 30 bucks for at least, I think I, I spent Imagine 30 bucks three for craps. two boxes. Imagine times three craps. I have three <laughs> kids. They're all under two. Oh Lord! So build so. a rotary. Now I don't have a kid. I, I don't know those prices just because I I went to a baby a gender reveal. Yeah, so so <laughs> I tell everybody with regards to like uh, to um, you know with what you do and everybody listening that really the 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 word that really triggers sometimes a lot of speed shops is that's expensive or people are like how much is it <laughs> right. I get guys call me all the time. Hey, I want to do a full rotor. How much is it? Dude, you don't want to do a full rotor if you're asking me how much it is, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know what you know what you're getting yourself into? Like if they came in here and you had that 240 SX right there, right? Yeah. That's a 240, right? S13, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's... Yep. S13 is the millennial term, just so you know, right? Old school oh, folks yeah. are going to look at that and say, oh, that's a Nissan 240. Yeah. S13, you know, you're like young kid, right? So older folks, you know, yeah. they're going to be like, that's a Nissan. Yeah, right? The RX-7s, you know, the, the new, new kids are like... FB, FC, yep. FD, 
You yep. talk to old Puerto Rican, he's not, what the hell are you talking about? You're talking about, yeah, that's a first gen, or that's a Tulbodo, or that's a 93 <laughs> twin turbo. Okay, they don't know FD or all this alphabet words and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They, the, they don't know the chassis the, the code. Vin, the, no, they don't, they, it doesn't work like that. So you got a 280, yeah. What's the, and then, or they, they, don't, they don't use those little letters. Yeah. So I tell most folks, right, that get into the business, dude, if you're, if you're coming here and you want to, 2JZ or what's the motor they put in these? SR20. 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 Yeah. 1J. How much is it? No, dude, you don't want to know. You're, this yeah. is not for you. Keep going. Go somewhere. Go, go buy a bicycle. Walmart got bikes for $89. <laughs> go do some exercise. Go Malcolm's buy some rims. Go, go, go buy a bike. Damn, you got Malcolm cracking up <laughs> over here. Go buy a bike at Walmart. Put some speakers on the side with a total battery. That, you know why? Because Malcolm's thinking the same shit when people yo, say that stuff. Get the hell out of here. You know, you got to tell those kids, yo, just, just, just go away, bro. Go put some rims on your car with spinners and stuff. Yeah. Do something. But you know, this is because they're asking you for something that they shouldn't be asking you. It's just, yeah, that's one, right? I know what but you're saying. two, two, in this world, Everything we do, I think it's just super inexpensive. Like the, the labor rate that your average uh, performance shop does is so less. It's really a labor of love. If for, you think yeah, about for it. what for what you're getting, right? Because you're here and doing all the knowledge that we have. You're not going just to a dealership, it? and they got some 19 year old kid, you know, using this, you know, half inch impact gun to take <laughs> off a 10 millimeter. You know, yeah. they don't they don't have. You're not you're not getting an oil change like that where it's flat rate, right? Or yeah. brakes at some Honda dealer yeah. on your Accord. Right, and he does three brake jobs and in yeah. four brake jobs in a day. They're all flat rate, and flat now he rate made fifteen hundred bucks. Right, no one's now he flat made fifteen hundred dollars on four flat rate jobs. Right, yeah, fifteen hundred dollars. Right, but then he, the wheel falls off on the way home. But still, that, that's <laughs> flat rate work, right? That's yeah, one, two, three, one, two, three. That's just a basic, you know, guy. He's got decent skill sets, and that's all he knows what to do. But he made fifteen hundred bucks. You come to a performance shop like yourself. Right, you can't charge flat rate on certain jobs. Well, right, it it's, depends on some some shops do pay flat rate. I don't know why, but it's difficult because when you're doing big projects, you have to you know you have to price the yeah. job out. So then, if you say, tell the customer, I want five grand for this particular, not to thing. mention you run into all these different that's issues we already thing. spoke about. That's the thing, and and, and your a customer will come and say, "Oh, that's a lot of money, five thousand dollars," and you can turn around and say, "Yeah, my friend, but that five thousand is taking me three weeks to do. You know, I can make." do brakes on a Honda Civic or I could do yeah. oil changes and make that type of money in three days, four days. Yeah. So when customers come and they, they try to lowball you like that and it's, just Oh, that's crazy. the best. My like, favorite thing that happens to me, I guess we're just shit talking customers now, but that's I, fine. I told you casual pod. Favorite thing that happens to me is when the customer goes, don't tell me I already forgot what I was going to say. Fuck. What were you just saying? Lowball. Low low okay. Yeah. The, the, what did we have? Some shit happened the other day. I go, here's the price for the parts. He goes, oh, can you do 300 or something like that? And I was like, what? I had to like take a second look at the email. I was like, wait, what? What? Yes. Was I, was like, oh, I was like, oh, he's trying to negotiate the price of brand new products. <laughs> I'm like, uh, no. And he's like, and he just didn't answer for three days and then like responded. Okay, I'll, all right, I'll pay it. I'm like, bro, what are we doing? And that's... This has happened multiple yes. times. Multiple times. It happens a lot. And I'll, I'll be, oh, how much to do the install? Something like that. There, I'll give them the price. And there's like, a oh, time well, will you do this? And I'm like, dude, this isn't. Do you do you negotiate when you go to Amazon? There's a place where I've. Yeah. There are places when I was younger. On the, now, when I'm, when I, I'm gonna say younger because I had to. I was that kid. Yeah, younger. a gas station. That would yeah. come in. Maybe as yeah. it is. How old are you? Younger. We're talking about I'm 28. When you were like 10 years old? I'm 28. <laughs> are you 28? Yeah. No, you're still young. Yeah, I'm still a baby. <laughs> I'm 32. 
right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, what? How old are you? Like 32, 33? Oh, shit. No shot. I'm 47. You, you look, look like, young you as fuck. You look like fuck. you're 27. I don't yeah. drink. I don't smoke. That's what's up. I do all of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were, Lewis was telling me that too because I don't either. I don't, I don't drink. drink smoke I don't anything. smoke. Yeah, Frankie you know, is. Try not uh, to break night anymore. You know? Yeah. Uh, Frankie is also like. Uh, try to keep stress. No, I used to drink. I just, I just don't see the. the I cut it. In your body and I stuff cut like it that. back. It yeah, was hurting my stomach. I don't smoke. Don't do drugs. None of that stuff. Yeah. Most car guys, most old school car guys, don't do drugs or. Stuff like that because yeah, because they need they'd the money. They rather put the money in the car. Yeah, they need, they need the money. Yeah, selling too expensive. I mean, that's how it was too when I was younger. I was valeting cars and shit. Everyone would be like, "Yo, how do you have money for your car in this?" And I was like, "Well, here's the difference. When you guys leave work, you all go to the bar every single night. I'm like, li- literally every single night, you make forty dollars. Yes. You go to the bar and you blow all of it. I'm like, what? Do, what do you mean? Well, You've... instead, you could buy some rad hoses with some that tires, bucks, a tire with the forty bucks, dude. Yes. These guys would. Oh, yeah, drinking's not the same anymore. You know, it's today you get pulled over and you get a DWI. It's ten grand, right? Lawyer oh, that fee, too. I wouldn't even know. I I don't fuck car. with that. If you have a family, if you have a job that re, that requires your license, truck driver or something, yeah. you're doomed, bro. You're, oh you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're fucked. You're, you're screwed, bro. That's why yeah, people, some people don't even drift yeah, on the street anymore. You know, I was gonna say like, don't. If you're listening to this, the, that little you could take from this little conversation is don't do that shit. Don't drive under drive? the influence of. Of alcohol, yeah, yeah. it's a dangerous fucking thing. It's expensive too. It's expensive yeah, it's and expensive. it fucks you. If you love the car expensive. so much, don't risk anything to let you lose it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So um, like I'm. T- that's so funny. You just said that because again, like my dad would say, like they used to used to get a DUI and you would get like a slap on the wrist. They just let you go home. <laughs> All right, don't like, do it call again. Somebody, get out of here. Call somebody to come and drive you home. Yeah. yeah. yeah you already drove. Caught, my dad got caught when we were little kids in the '80s. He got caught. And I think drinking and driving, and, and the cops would bring you home, leave the car there, give me the keys, go get the car. Oh, so it wasn't even like a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I got caught one time in Hunts Point, like in the early 90s. I had a Heineken in my hand. I was driving with my buddy, and cops pulled us over. We were, you know. Oh, you were drinking yeah, while a driving. In my hand. The cop came, <laughs> took the beer out of my hand, and he spilled it. He said, get out of here. I said, okay, no problem. <laughs> No problem. You want to spill another? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we all Holy done it. You shit. know, done stupid stuff. You know. But with it, the grace you, of God, I'm still here. You, yeah. Because yeah. you got into racing as well. I saw the picture on your. Which one? On your shop. The the homepage. Yeah, we used to drag photo. race our car. That that's how I blew the first engine. It's uh, that's how I you know. How, was that in the what, early '90s too? Or yeah, 2000s? we had an old motor car back then. It was old motor, and then it was a nitrous car. Mm. You gotta remember that in the '90s, the rotary performance and rotary drag racing was all based around all motor cars and. Nitrous cars. Only few people had turbo cars. Why? Why were people? Why only few people have the turbo? Because remember, you have it's expensive. You have in the eighties the turbo two comes out, yeah. fuel injection, and in the nineties the ninety three comes out. But in the nineties, in the nineties, you had very few accessories to. You didn't have aftermarket ECUs. You had like the old Haltech F nines and the fuel only ECUs. Yeah. Right, so there was only. Did you have turbo aftermarket turbos? You had turbos. You had like truck turbos or turbonetics. Yeah. Turbonetics was out. Who else was out? They put truck turbos on everything. Yeah, so the turbonetics, and you had some. You know, you still had guys running sevens in the early days with the fuel only ECUs, like with a a FMU, like the one that just runs on straight vacuum. Yeah, like a, a fuel only ECU, and then the thirteen Bs. They would they would take like the factory ninety three intake or a racing bead intake and put a, a throttle body on the on there. And there was nobody made throttle bodies for them. They would take a G- General Motors throttle body, AC Delco with yeah. the four injectors that yeah. they would use for like the fire pigeons and stuff. They would put those on the rotary engines with a Turbonetics hat like this with a screw on top. 
and then an intercooler from like a uh you know some sort of diesel truck or something like yeah. that uh, your own homemade manifold and you know there was you, you'd it would still have a distributor how much power would that make you know 7800 i think i think david turbo was one car david turbo falito and stuff the, all those guys ran sevens with uh with those fuel only ecus and i think falito which is an rx7 out of puerto rico he ran sevens with carburetors what the fuck? Blow through with a carburetor blow through. When you're saying sevens, you're not saying RX seven. You're saying seven, saying seven seconds. Seven seconds in a quarter mile. In a quarter yeah. mile. In a quarter. In a quarter mile. This is in the nineties still. Yeah, this is some rotary shit. I don't know of. Yeah, because yeah, some... I, I thought I'm like seven seconds. No. Maybe it's like a eighth. Dude, that's insane. Remember in the early days, you didn't even have a crank angle sensor. So when the guys, you know, didn't have act, they couldn't use a crank angle sensor. They had to make a crank trigger, a trigger wheel in the front of the pulley with the electromotive. I think it was. Yeah. You know, Electromotive, they would sell you a, a setup and you would make a, a trigger wheel. Okay. If you wanted to go fuel injection and you didn't have a crank angle sensor. Yeah. What the fuck? So, yeah, evolution, you know, today is so much easier. Today, you have a credit card. What do you, you, do, what you do pay these? labels <laughs> with your credit card? That's a different kind of bill. You go to eBay, buy this, buy that. What, what do these cars run now, the fastest rotaries? <laughs> NA. I think the uh, fastest NA rotary one? right now, given today, is uh, Rey de los Cielos, I think. It's something like that. It's a blue 626 two door. I think it's out of Florida or Puerto Rico. Runs six oh eight at two hundred and like probably twenty nine miles an hour. I, I don't know if it's I think <gasps> NA turbo. Okay, I think Wilbur tunes it. I was if like, I'm not what mistaken. the fuck? I could be wrong, but look, I think Wilbur yeah. tunes it. Carry builds it, and I think it's a Carry Wilbur, and it's a six two six like full chassis car, thirteen B. Okay, you said six two six like the Mazda six two six. Six two six like yeah. the. The bigger Mazda. Do you know mm-hmm. what it's that a, is? Yeah, it's a chassis car, though. Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah, you know what? I'm not even sure it's a 626. It's a, it's a Pro-Mod chassis. Oh, I'm it's like a, a like a plastic type yeah. of thing. So I don't know what they turn it into with some decals and stuff. Mm. I feel like the rotary community is very tight-knit. Like, you guys all kind of know Well, like, for other, example, like the all the shit you just named that people were doing in the 90s, yes. you're going to have to learn that from somebody else. You're, how'd you yeah. do that? Or, or maybe somebody else just looking at it at, like, a... And at a at a place that you see, you know, I was like, oh, thinking shit. about that the other day, and I talk about it with all the guys that come to the shop yeah. all the time. That I was like blown away sometimes when I tell them stuff, and all the customers that you guys know that come to the shop, I'm always yelling at them and tell them stop being retarded. You know, like, <laughs> they get yeah, my nerves sometimes, but but I always tell them, I tell them that um, we're actually going backwards in certain areas. Oh. What do you mean? We're actually going. What do they call that? Reversion or something like that? Uh, right? Is that the terminology? Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Uh, I can't even. Reverse evolution yeah, is what I'm assuming no. what you're talking about. Like, we're going. Yeah. Like, yeah, you guys probably don't there's know. There's a you term guys for went it. to public school. Like, we yeah. skipped <laughs> it. I did go to public school. <laughs> so, I, reversion or like going backwards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with what you said before. Oh, all the, people have to learn that now. Yeah. You just mentioned yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, of the, some of the things people have accomplished in the 60s, in the 70s, or even, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, things that I saw that blew me away. I used to be like, damn, look at that. Remember, I was a little kid, but I was, my older brother used to take me to the drag races when I was a little kid, and I used to see things. I used to be like, wow. So I was able to experience, thank God, 90s, 2000s, early 2000s, late 2000s, and now in the 23. So that's, so I was able to experience a lot and see a lot. And, um, but going back to your, Going back reverting. To my statement, the the word is reverting. I think we're actually going backwards. Look, for example, <laughs> let me explain it to you. Fuck. Let me explain it to you. Okay, so in the eighties, the in the eighties, the rotary world, the drag race import world, which mm-hmm. is was rotary versus piston. Yeah. They used to call it rotol versus piston. The battle of the ages. Right. So that was the that was the that was the performance world of the rotary it was rotary versus pistons, mm-hmm. right? 
and they would have events down in Atco, which eventually turned into the Pan Americans, right? Which is the biggest, the longest import rotary event going forever, right? That put the rotary game on the map, uh-huh. right? And the East Coast and the drag race, rotary drag race in the United States, that put it on the map, right? And then um, it was rotary versus piston. And the rotary was obviously the 12A, the old 13B, most likely the five-letter motor, the 12A plates against the 3TC motor that was in the Toyota Corolla. Yeah, yeah, You guys yeah, see yeah. all the Puerto Ricans and how they like all the Toyota Corollas? I'm literally yeah, like, yeah. why are these all things right. that Puerto Rican people love? Because those, because the Econobox and what you guys, why Starlet, Corolla, RX3, RX2, why that? It's because those cars were pretty inexpensive. Now, if you wanted to make it fast, what did people do back then? Let's... Make it fast with least amount of money spent, which, you know, <laughs> let's just put a rotary in or take take the 3TC and work on it, right? Because uh-huh. in the 80s, displacement was really it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Replacement for displacement, yeah. which is the turbo analogy, what they say now, and, the you know, none, that yeah. was that was later. Back then, you wanted to go fast, just put a V8 in it, put a big block in it, right? But yeah. The import world was like, no, nah, let's work on the rotary. Let's make that car fast. Because in Puerto Rico, they used to do a lot of drag racing. And since there was a lot of Puerto Ricans here in the East Coast, they continued working on the rotary engine, right? And then the 3C was like the battle. It was the battle of the 3TCs versus the rotary, right? 90s, right? And then, so the 3TC is a push rod engine. Yeah. Right? With a distributor. Wow. Two valves. 1.8 liter. The biggest fuck, though. Yeah, and Two those, valves? And that, those cars... Ran six. They had drag cars running sixes. I mean, seven. What? 790, 770. I think the fastest one now is a, a red starlet in Puerto Rico. I think he ran 7.4, but he may have a bill ahead. I'm not sure. But the fastest with a stock head, I remember they were able to get down into the to the, to the the sevens with a 3TC. Now, look. I feel okay. like I'm more impressed by that. Than There's the cars that are faster today. Yeah, I know there is. You could put a this motor, you know, but RB. seven seconds, and 4G63 and... Yeah, I know there's a lot of motors that can go fast, that fast if not fast. It's true. But now think, go back 25 years or 20 years ago when they had the 3TC push rod, came underneath, two valves, right? Um, no distributor, so you had to make a crank angle, a trigger, or run the distributor with blow through, no intake manifold, no fuel injection. So they ran carburetor, Weber side drafts with a yeah. box with an intercooler. Right on gas, you know, no alcohol. It was like gas, and they ran. I think seven ninety or or something like that. So, but all that, all those old school G's that did all that yeah. knew what pistons to use, what cranks, uh, you know. Because I used to sell motors in the nineties. I remember I used to go to the junkyards a lot, find engines and sell them. So I was always, and the Toyota guys were always like, "Hey, find me an eighteen R." I think it was from the Toyota Celica. They would use that crank in the three TC motor and. Or they would use the block from the minivan, Toyota minivan, you know, the LEs, 84, 85. So you're saying, like, some of this knowledge might have been lost? It's gone. It's gone because that generation, now, they're retiring, they're going away, they're passing away, or whatever. They're just leaving. So now the, a new guy comes in with a... with a uh, 4AG. 4, no, 4G63, let's say. Oh, or okay. a K24. Wait, wait, you don't wait even know what a distributor is anymore because you got to... You have a yeah. a, um, coil packs. a coil packs and a cam and, angle sensor. And a cam angle sensor. That's it. So you don't know what a distributor is. You don't know. There's a lot of stuff here that, that has been upgraded, obviously, mm-hmm. to make the car go faster. But now that empirical knowledge that those guys learned in the 90s and 80s, that's all gone. Dude, a 3TC going a sub eight seconds. Do you is get what I'm saying? So now it's easier now to yeah. make horsepower. So then a 3TC, let's say you took a 3TC and you did all sorts of work to the lower mm. end and the piston and the heads and whatnot. 
and you got 200 horsepower out of it, that was a lot. Yeah. I was like, dude, you have to spend a lot of money, a lot of, you know, there was no pistons for the for the 1.8s, the 3TC, yeah. so they put a piston from a B2000. Well, Mazda B2000 and take it, machine it, put a piston in from a B2000 because now it's 2.0 stroker, but... Yeah, so then yeah. but that knowledge base is now gone so now you take a k24 and that car make that block makes 200 horsepower 225 with very little mods without you doing anything to the short block right yeah that's unheard of in in an old legacy motor built in the 70s and 80s but they had to work really hard to make that power now you don't have to work that hard that hard just get and a no k24 one, and no one's really there. putting in the work to make it even the faster thing is, yeah. you go get a flash i'm on tuesday yeah. boom, makes 225 oh my god i made 225 yeah the, yeah, the thing is is right now like if i saw a 3tc yes like done up done up throwing down like that i would be more amazed at the 3tc and i want to talk yeah, yeah. to that right, guy right right because i feel like maybe there was a gap there where people weren't really talking to the people who were doing that you know Maybe maybe it was like intimidation of the scene, but like that information, you're right, never got handed down. So That's kind of fucking it, wild to think about. Right now with the rotary engine, right? Yeah. They, the the plates, you know, the plates, the billet plates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big thing now. Everybody wants to put billet plates. In yeah. Why motor. Why is that a big yeah, thing? Yeah. Why? Just the strength? whole thing with the billet plates is because the billet plates would crack. And then first they had the factory plates, and the factory plates would crack from leaning, too much timing. Okay. And tire shake sometimes breaks them and stuff. And then what happens when a factory plate cracks, the oil galleys are in there. It leaks oil, falls on the tire, you crash the car. Right? Oh, shit. That's what happens, right? And then they had belly pan, diapers, and all that stuff. But still, you don't want to break a factory plate, right? And I have a customer that went to the dyno and broke a plate the other day. So is that a, uh, that's a somewhat common thing, or is that like that's when they're making That's when they're making a lot of horsepower. Okay. That's, that's a, right. mainly a tuner issue, and that's a... And that's when they're making a lot of horsepower, and that's a, uh, 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 not. I don't think it would ever happen on NA nitrous. Yes, on a turbo car. Yes. I feel okay. like it's the equivalent of like fucking up an SR, like blowing yeah, a hole like through it. Yeah, it's same thing, and the, yeah. and the place would crack, and then you have to replace it, right? So, um, but so the guys that ran with factory plates, I think, car in Puerto Rico, Christian ran six sixty with the factory plates. And there's other cars that had ran 690, 680, whatever. There was a so Starlet crazy. here in New Jersey that ran 680 with stock plates. A Starlet from a touch-in. I think La Otra was called. This is 10 years ago at English Town still. English Town was still open. He ran 680 with factory plates. So it's doable. The problem is they're eventually going to break, right? So people yeah. put the aluminum ones so that they don't, so that, you know, you don't have the fracture issue anymore. And then, you know, you don't have to take the engine as, apart, apart as, as much. Times. But yeah. can I ask you something? When people were using factory plates... You have to be that much more careful. You have to be mm. that. You have to measure twice. You have to be. You're more know, in more tune ma- with it. More, more meticulous. You're more meticulous. You have to see because you don't have a, 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 you know, a second chance. So I feel like the guys, a lot of times who had limited resources or limited parts or, you know, they didn't have all those buffers, you know, with billet plates and billet stuff. They were, they had a. a a more robust learning curve. That, feel, that's like a, you're saying the art is almost. There's done. there's two that's, there's that's, two I'm phrases, you, yeah. like forged by fire yeah. and trial by and trial by fire. Those they mean the same thing. That's what I feel like. That person, they experienced that loss once already, so they're so. like, you know what? And you know, Let to, me check to this. Now shit. I have some customers, and you know they they'll put billet plates on their motor and say before they were leaning or whatever. Okay. And, They'll take the billet plate, time to refresh it, and I'll look inside the engine, and I'm like, wow, chatter here, okay, pinging over here, okay, I, I see marks, shaft is bent, 
Dude, you know what? The, the issue you had before without billet plates, you still have. You're not breaking the plates anymore because now you have billet plates, but you still have that same underlying uh, issue. Will you break something else? Yeah, what what will break shaft. aside you'll, from yeah, that? Yeah, other stuff will happen. But what I'm saying is that a lot that underlying issue wasn't resolved. Yeah. So I think a lot of in the performance world in general, I think 2023, everything is available online nowadays. You know, that's beautiful. K24, you want to buy this water pump housing or this or that, go on eBay and... 500 people are selling it, you know, yeah. for $29.99. You didn't yeah. have those options 20 years ago. You didn't have the internet. You had to buy something. You needed a catalog. Let me order this. Wait, COD for the mail guy. There he is right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, so, it was very and you couldn't so, even track no, that shit, too. No, so today you could build wow. a car so easily because you could buy every. You buy the car, and before the car is being flatbedded to your house, you're already online ordering everything so that you can swap it the next day. And it's bolt down, right? But... I feel what's happening is all that at the same time has allowed people not to really think Thank of what's going on. Let me fix this issue. Let me fix that issue. Let me let why did this break? Let me figure out why it broke first and then replace it. But people aren't doing that. And then what's happening is it's not allowing you to you're, you're skipping a beat, bro. You're skipping a beat. The, There's a lot of customers like that too. That, and like, well, I got this and and you said it was gonna do this. Right. Yeah, well, you have an it underlying issue. Right. Yes. Like I don't know. It's like everything's not just they think, oh well, I looked it up on, and this said this, so I bought these parts. Same thing with drifting. With people, they buy all these angle kits for the front end. They never drifted before, and then they buy all these angle kits to put, and they're like, oh well, Adam LZ said I had to get this and that. I'm like, well, that's like a weird way. Like I feel like again, like the the later generation way of thinking is like, let me look at what people I can are buy doing my way right out now, of it. and yeah. and let me just buy my way into that yeah. part. Because and that's and what's happening. And that's, I see that. And then because I used to do that to me, like I was like, damn, I always have to have the best shit. And but but now working with my friends, working with Chris, Daryl or, or any of my other friends, the way that we're trying to think now, or at least we're getting it from Chris, which is probably getting it from you, Frankie, is that we want to know, OK, why would I want to go this way? And what is that going to do for me if I go that way? Or maybe I should go this way. Yeah, well, a that, lot of times... That's time why the, you see me when I'm thinking. I'm like, what other options do I have? I'll look at every fucking option, figure out what each option is going to benefit me or how it's going to hurt me. Yeah, you don't always have to spend a lot of money to you go. You don't. No, you so, don't. Yeah. That's, but you need to do the research. We're There's known, no shortcutting the research. We're known yeah. to fix a lot of stuff that other people don't repair. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that we're known for. Like, I mean, repairing things that nobody else repairs or people throw out. Okay. Yeah. Maybe because you have the knowledge that people don't. You know? The years I used to always say, "There's got to be a way to fix this. There's got to be there's something." Let's yeah, figure and you're out what from happened. you're from a generation before us, so it's you we're have poor, that. bro. We were poor. We didn't have <laughs> bro, a lot of money. Yo. So you know, when I was younger, we were poor. we didn't we didn't have that type of money, you know. So if we didn't, I was always it. at the junkyard with my older brother. Let's go to the junkyard. Oh, I need a rear end for this car. Let's go to get it out of this car. Oh, they got a transmission. They got a transmission over there. And yeah. how much for that? You know, we what were, were junkyards always, like back then? Was it, it was fun? There was picking pulls everywhere here in Patterson. Ah, Jersey, damn, I wish that era was cool. Hunts Point was no for hookers and junkyards god damn and drag racing <laughs> yeah True. hookers that's what that's what was for Hunt's ask anybody like you guys time. know from back in the day and be like what was Hunt's point known for and everybody went there to get their windshields repaired to buy tires and to buy parts because it was all full of junkyards and then the yeah. and then the food market that the trucks were lined up and pick up food and you know the prison was over there and stuff like that but now they moved the fish market there and now a lot of the houses you know gentrification and all the new folks yeah. moving in and stuff like that. So Hunts Point is not what it used to be years ago, but that was what it was 
all about. So then you went, junkyards were everywhere, and you went to the junkyards, and hey, how much, you know, you go pull it out, go to the front, be some guy there, oh, 30 bucks, 30 bucks. You know, you were able to, you were able yeah. to go get parts. Now there's no pick and pulls anywhere around here, is there? I want to go, I, w- I literally was just talking to, to my buddy. For, you got to go to a PA. couple of them, right. but that was it. And, and PA and, kicked them all out. Property and for values me, went up. It was now you got to, now they got catalogs for that. Right. They where got, where you, the, you're oh, probably, yeah. you're probably like, damn, we got to go to the section where they put the imports at. I used to own a junkyard. I used to run a junkyard, so then that's how Dead ass? Yeah, they used to, I used to have what the fuck? When the hell was this? Yeah. In 2002 and three at the same time when I was doing the... What was that oh. like? It was, 20, it was called a, uh, um, it was called Cornerstone Recycling. It's 20 Point New York, and it was, uh, um, you know, we had to buy the Hollander software. So that was a multiple listing. It's called Multiple Search. They that only was back had, in the day. That's only had years Mazdas. Ago. Now it's... Only um, rotaries in there. Only rotaries yeah. in there. He did no, that no, just to fund your rotary. Yeah, yeah. I used to have to go to the auction in Newburgh with the flatbed and stuff. I used to drive the flatbed and pick up junk cars. And so you were doing that while you were yes, doing yes. Goopy Performance, while yes. you were working. Yes, All yes. to fund. I've yeah. worn multiple hats in my years, man. It's been yeah. challenging. But yeah. just to just just to keep the drive going, yes, dude. Yes, well, kids like, these days see like your, your cars and they're like, well, why can't I have all that? I have one job. Well, he had three. So, yeah, you know, like people just don't have the oh, same. Oh, I was doing that, and I was going to sell coffee at one time, import coffee from Guatemala at one time. It was this close <laughs> to start importing coffee, but that it fell through. Good. And then <laughs> before that, I used to, I was always buying and selling cars. And and then uh, we did tree, we had a tree business at one time. Me and my buddy Eddie had a tree business at one time. Yeah, we saw. F- figured you'd learn how to fly too, save <laughs> yeah. some, fight some crime. No, no, no. Did also, and then worked in auto body for about ten years. I worked at a body shop. What? For about 10 years. <laughs> okay, that, that's out in of the nineties. While I was going through college, I was working at a body shop. Okay, God damn, right. bro. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah, doing frame and all had, sorts of. How'd you feel about doing body work? Suck. I don't want to do it no more. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I did ten years in a slammer. And that's it. Now, no so now, but at least you know how to. Yeah. Do things. Are you just doing goopy performance? Yeah, yeah. Now? Yes, yes. So yeah. now, would you say? You're a lot happier. You got one yeah, hat now. Yeah, yeah, well, one, one big hat. hat. Yeah. But it's a hat. Yeah, one big hat. It's very it's it's, it's challenging. It's got its challenges. You know, I don't work for anybody, which is the best part about it, right? But you know, you you know, you know how it is when you run yeah. your own business, you you have payroll to me. You have, yeah. have to get pulled this job out. It's getting scarier and scarier every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Well, yes. you, you guys, they just got a new guy. Yeah. Uh, so, Jesus, so, yeah. You know, right? You His name? To, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Right? So Scooby's he, brother. He's yeah. working here now. So, so yeah. you know, you have to make sure you have workload for the guys for the week and yep. blah, blah, blah. So, you know, uh, we have uh, at Goopy Performance, we have about, uh, we manufacture about 30, 40 different items, if not more now. We do a lot of cool, unique machining. and Tell, yeah, me, tell me about, like, your top kids. three. Like either top selling or what? What? What do you like the most? The top three things. And and for those of you who who are listening that yes. don't know, Goopy actually manufactures parts. Yes, so if you're yes. in the market at all for apex seals or the thing I saw that you, you were pulling up on your Instagram before studs, that stud kit they got for for connecting okay. all of them together. Yes. Okay. They yes. make those. Make you guys make those for. We make stud kits for the um, 12A. We make stud kits for the 13B. We make stud kits for the 20B. We make stud kits for the four rotor 13B. We make stud oh, kits wow. for the four rotor 12A. We make stud kits for the wait wait wait. There's a four rotor 12A. Yes, if you buy two thin plates with a gear in it, we already have the studs for it. Just to, to stack them Solid up. Solid dowel pins for each one. <laughs> I'll take. We have a... the stud kit for the 12A short block, and we have the stud kits for the 13B short block, 20B short block. In other words, two thin plates. Yeah, Guys yeah. who are watching would know what that is. Yeah. And and like and again like you just heard how Goopy was 
fucking R&Ding this shit. I would trust anything yeah. I would buy from you. Yeah, I mean, you're <laughs> challenging. You'd be taking engines. How many times do you think you pulled the engine out before? Bro, the yeah, R&D, he said he was driving them for three hours. You gotta pull it out. I feel, like you, I feel like you've pulled a million 13Bs I, out by now. No, <laughs> as much as I've done, there's other people that have done more than me. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, where I've landed and the opportunities God has, you know, given me and people that I've met. You know, it's it really has been the grace of God really has been the grace of God. There's no way that I could have been, I would have been able to like orchestrate, organize me meeting this guy and that guy and working here. You think and, some of it's like fate? Like that's... Oh, absolutely. The yeah. Bible says uh, Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for he who loves God and has been called according to his purpose. So there's no coincidence in anything. That's Romans 8, 28, you know? So I know that everything that I did had like a purpose. You know what I mean? And, and, um, and now I'm starting to see more like, gee, now I want, I remember now why I worked there. I worked at the body shop, right? And yeah. at the body shop, I used to re remove quarter panels. So, so you'd be there dr uh, drilling out the spot wells one by one. Yeah. And that was the old gun with the spot rail yeah, yeah. cutter in the middle. And okay, so this is a Dodge truck. No problem. Okay, I could, you know, 300 spot wells. Mercedes are coming. Oh my God, they got a spot weld every half inch now. Now you have 500 in just one quarter panel. So yeah. you kind of already knew that. Put car, put the engine on the car liner, clamp it. You know, it was it, so. But all that allowed me to learn this. The scrapyard, the junkyard business I ran at one time made me learn this. Made you learn parts this, too. Learn this I worked selling the software allowed me to do this. It, it was it was it was interesting. You it got was, like a taste of everything. I so, did, man. Yeah. It was just a blessing. And I was always hustling. I was always like, damn, there's gotta be a way. I was always hustling. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now you have a very interesting story. Yeah, it's like again, it's just. Over the years, you get gain certain it's not skill easy, sets. Bro. It's not easy, you know. Yeah. So then I, you know, you, you design the parts, and you go to. Uh, I would I design my parts. I'd go to the track in Puerto Rico, Salinas Speedway. I go to speed shops. I go to all the little repair shops that did rotary in New York, Florida, California. I went to California, hung met uh, Mohan out there, Seven oh, Stock, yeah. and and Florida, and met all the guys in Florida, all the big names for the last twenty years in Puerto Rico. You name the name that I've. Sold parts of them and Noam had talks with them, whatever. Track in Puerto Rico, here in Atco. And you know what they would tell me? The, the, you know, uh, uh, you know you, you, you're trying to sell them a brand and you sell them a part. And in the early days, and remember, there was none of this, you know, oh, sensitive stuff, you know, early 2000. They'd be like, yeah, that's a piece of shit. That is no yeah, good, yeah. man. How much you want? 200? Ah, I'll give you 150. Take it or leave it. You know, yeah, it was, yeah. people were rough back. I had to deal with a lot of, you know, a lot of lumps, you know what yeah. I mean? So to get to where I am today, I had to go through the ringer, you know? So today, folks starting a business, they want to start whatever business they're in. You know, most people give up three months. Oh, this guy called me fat. <laughs> oh, this guy said I'm no good. Yeah. You know? Well, so it's, even worse. <laughs> it's even worse with the internet. This is a doggy dog world, you yeah. know what I mean? So now, now you add the internet to it, and now they can talk shit, and, oh and you don't even have to God. see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my yeah, God, I don't complain know. about every... Yeah, yeah, you're right. They go on the internet and talk bad about you. Yeah, and, you'll, and you know, they're not worried about it because they're just sitting at home. They, you ain't going to yes. do anything about it. The yeah. shitty thing is, is unfortunately, some... <laughs> Unfortunately, those kids are sometimes the people with the most money that'll support your business. Sometimes, but yes and no. Sometimes. You can't really, really, you can't, you can't let anybody drive you like that. Nah, I thought about no. that one time because I had a few customers, that big money customers, that kind of didn't want to do business with me no more and stuff like that. And I was like, damn, should I go home and have a pity party? Nah, don't worry about it. Just continue doing what you're doing, right? Yeah, just continue be... building a clientele and a customer base. I've had people talk bad about me online and stuff, but I had enough of the good guys that I've done that are that. I have clientele customers that I've had for 
years. Yeah, that I was going to say. Call me again, Jonathan. Just send me this. You got my credit card. Just charge me. I don't care. Get it over. And I have customers that love me that they, they know what I'm about, right? Yeah. They know what I'm the about. Button. They love me. And they've always defended me. I was going to say, up. what works for us is we're just extremely honest and straight up. Okay, well, that's like good. that's how we like the ball the, doesn't the lie. Yeah. The ball literally does yeah. not lie. Like, like oh, how, how, how much do you think this is gonna cost? A lot. So I don't know if you want to do it. Mm. You know, instead of like, oh, well, you know, we'll make yeah, yeah we'll yeah. make it work. It won't be that bad. And, and then, then you they come pick the it up, yeah. and they're like, what the fuck is this? I'd rather lose the job, honestly, than yeah, deal with that. Yeah, like, yeah. dude, it's it's crazy. You but would you say twice cut once in this business? Yeah, I was gonna say. But at the same time, are you scared? You're like not losing the shots you never took. I never think Wayne Gretzky. I never think that way, but hiring more people and stuff, maybe I will start to think that way. I don't know, mm. you know, because I've done this so safe. I've never took a leap of faith. I've worked up to this point very, very slowly. Yeah, you know, yeah. I never really like, oh, let me just take a loan out and now I got to pay it back. I never did that. So mm. up to this point, it's like, oh, just. Well, I feel like recently it. you're taking risks more. Yeah, which I'm kind of nervous about. That's <laughs> but, fine. Yeah, here we That's are. Fine. It's a. It's. Look how many hardships I'm sure Goopy's gone through, dude. Yeah. No, everybody in every business, they have gone through their challenges. Yeah. Everybody, every business. You got to dig your heels in deep and just move forward. Continue trekking. Yeah. yeah. And, like, just have faith in what you're doing. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that everything's going to just work out. Just do what you do well, that's all. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be dirtbags in every business. You know? Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, you know what some people say? They say, uh, if, you, if you never had anyone talk bad about you, you're not doing enough business. Okay, because what they're saying is yeah. eventually you're going to run into those people mm-hmm. no matter how nice you are. You know what I mean? So I get it. I get I get the point. But you still try your hardest not mm-hmm. to let it happen. If you don't have any haters, you're probably not doing. See, that's the yeah, same thing. You're not pushing hard enough. Yeah. I'm sure there's people out there who think what well, we're this podcast is shot. We yeah, don't really yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one, this one I'm enjoying as thoroughly just because like, yeah, dude, I. We didn't know I, what to expect. Well, I didn't expect anything because uh, I'm like, all I I'm knew like, is you okay. worked on rotaries. That's you look on, you work on rotaries. Our website, and again, Goopy Performance on Instagram. My website is is real. It's it's real lame because I had a real good website at one time. I've had a few guys come in to help me with my website over the years, and I'll be just, the, I'll be the judge of this. I think it's gonna be so. Sick. My website sucks. It's just my direction. I have to completely redo the website. But it's a drag car, which I want to ask about. What did you? How did you? How was your like racing? Like you're using all your own parts, so yes, that's I like am. your number one marketing that tactic. That particular car right you see on our website there—that's one. That's I've I've owned that car for years. I've had that car for about fifteen years. I bought that car down in South Jersey. What's that run on a quarter? Point Pleasant. I remember the guy sold me that car, and uh, we went down to pick it up when it was all stock. And the guy <laughs> said, yeah, "I don't know. We pay like five hundred bucks for it or something." And the guy's like, "Yeah, go ahead, take it." He gave it to us with plates and registration and everything. How how many years ago was this? It was a long time, like in 2005, 2006. He's like, hey, boy, take the car, man. Just mail me the plates. I'm like, what? That's He's like, like, yeah. That Literally, that was a thing. Uh, Frankie, this is up. a thing. Yeah. Yo, that dude This is a thing because just... my dad was like, anytime, be careful when you sell your car. Yes, take the plates off. Take the plates. Take the yeah, no, I'm I, like, I why wouldn't I take the plates, yeah. dad? Yes. Like, I, he signed a bill of sale in the title. That's this gone. Guy, this guy... Did everything, gave us everything. I said, oh, my God, that was a good omen, though. I said, okay, this is a good dude. That was a blessing. So then I, I, we drove the car home, and, and, that, and you know, it was an all-motor car at one time. We used to run an all-motor nitrous do island you, dragway. Do you remember what now. it would run? Yeah, I ran, I think we ran 11-0 with that car. That's still fast as shit. Okay, yeah, so, so I'm on your website. <laughs> yes. I like it. It makes me feel like it's old school, so yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But can I... Can I purchase your parts on here, or do I have to go? No, I have to work on that. Yeah. Okay, because I was gonna say if you put those Apex seals up, I man, could. I, I could. feel like they There's would sell like I have so much upgrade. I have so much. 
How do you that how can, do you go about selling? People your come stuff? to my shop, buy, they email us. Email us is the best. They, there's okay. an email. Oh, Frankie's a big email. Guy. Yeah, no, you have a contact thing on here and everything. Or Facebook or, or is your Instagram. Instagram? I kind of make it hard to find me because if you yeah. really want to find me, you know what? You're gonna have to work hard. That's what because I'm not what easy. You do. I'm not <laughs> no, easy. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You're like email us. D- don't DM me. Email us. Okay, and that aspect, yes. Phone, I I, yeah. phone, phone. We try to pick up as much as we can, but you know when we're busy, I really can't pick up every phone call. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like who that. You talk though. to sometimes people call you and they want to tell you their life story. Yeah, and they want to stay on the phone for twenty minutes, uh, and you're you know, like, dude, I've been good at it. Have okay, I not? I'll let you know. I'll no, call. but I'm just saying, like, how much I, for this? How much for that? Like, we in our, in our that? business, it's literally time is money. Yes, literally. Like, yeah, especially in yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so it's like I'm on the phone for twenty minutes. There's some companies that don't even have a phone. You can't even call them. Yeah, Facebook. Facebook? Facebook's yeah, one Facebook. of them. There's a lot of companies that don't even have a phone number. You can't even call them. Dude, I, I remember I, I got screwed on Facebook once. I was like, oh, I'll just call a customer service. You know what? A lot of times, what? No customer service on Facebook. It's the biggest chat. company on it's a planet chat. Earth. Most people email. They email. They'll say, how much is this? Okay, here, I'll invoice you. Out the door you go. No, that's but great. In your case and in my case, when we're doing a big build, if it's five, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, bro, I want to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ten yeah. grand. $20,000, yeah. you are going to come to my shop. We're going to talk about this. What do you want to do? Boom, boom, here. Let's put a name with a face, right? Yeah. Press the flesh. All right. Let's talk about this. Okay, no problem. Yeah. You know, and then Maybe that, not over email for that. <laughs> but because you know why? This Now, the fella who wants to work on his uh, S13 and do a 2, you know. A, yeah, 2J. A, and a 2J, yeah. a swap, or a, what's the other Nissan motor? SR20, man. Come no, on. No, you got to remember motor, this. The bigger motor. RB. Yeah. Say they want to do an RB swap with a transmission, airbags, and. It's a big job. You're like, yo, dude, for something like that, you're going to have to come in here and leave me a deposit. We're going to yeah, have to yeah, talk. Yeah. I'm going to make sure you're not some little Make sure schmuck. you're a real person. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then go from there. Yeah, no. I, you, can't, you can't just accept it. I feel it. more comfortable. I usually, what I usually do is I go, okay, let's plan this out. And I'll make a parts list. I'll mm-hmm. be like, okay, here's the first bill. All the parts. And they'll be like, whoa. <laughs> I'll be like, well, you want to build the whole car, you got to pay for the parts. Yeah. You know? So. There's, there is... A part of me though that likes it like that, the way you have it, make yeah. it a little hard. Because then now you, if anybody could reach out to you, you're gonna get so much trash, yeah, and garbage yeah, like yes. at your door. And it's, like, it's hard for me. I'm just thinking about the purposely. parts. I yeah, just you do don't because it it's just challenging, you know, to, to run the business and social media and parts. We have a full machine shop, so I'm always if I'm on the mill or lathe. My dad works with me. Have two more guys, and one guy has to be disassembling, cleaning. Remember, we do um, engines. Do re- transmission repair, machining, semi peripheral port, uh, um, rear ends, um, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. We're, we're going to come up to your shop one yeah, day. So it's, it's, shop it's, tour. It's, it's what's a semi? So it's, uh, not to well, change the subject, but like, I, I want to know too. Semi, like I always hear bridge port, semi bridge port, or what? What is exactly it's a type going of port. on? It's the way the air goes into the motor. Okay. Can you, you guys break? know that breath, right? That sound everybody yes. likes, yeah. that breath, yes. the cam sound. Oh okay, my God. you could do that with a bridge port or a semi or a peripheral port. You and could do and those that. are the ports that are around the... Yeah, the ports that are on the plates, you do a like a little eyebrow cut, they call it. That's a bridge. A semi would be, in the. it'll go through the rotor housing, a small little incision, like a, like a one-inch Yeah, it's port. like an, an extra port, right? right? And it goes yeah, into yeah. the intake. So. What the hell? Yes. And there's, there's three different types, or... No, there's like this a, a semi tree, yeah, like four, I think. Okay. Four, yeah, yeah. That shit is cool to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you literally alter the way the air is going into the fucking motor. Yeah, right. right but right. It, it's it's not like a normal like on a on our on a piston engine. You port it, right? You port the intake, right? And like the exhaust, 
And yeah, that, what, these are on the, it. It's kind of the same. It's kind thing. of the, it's the same yeah, concept. One thing about the rotary engine that if you know folks that don't know is the rotary engine you can't bore the rotary engine out. No, no, you yeah. can't add more displacement or take out of it. Because it all depends on that's how it. big the. Rotor so the rotary is. engine is a one point three liter engine. The thirteen B that's one point three liters. You know, there's arguments that the crankshaft speeds that the rotor spins three times and that for every third of a time for every time. It fires three times because there's three chambers in the rotor. So there is that oh, argument out there. And some okay. people, that argument, huh. fight at the coffee shops and, blah, 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 and fight left <laughs> and right about. But the crankshaft spins at, the rotor spin at one-third the speed of the crankshaft. So if the crankshaft's at 9,000, the rotors are at 3,000. Yeah. So it's not one-to-one. So then okay. there's that argument. But still, even though, even besides that, it's still a 1.3 liter motor, and those motors now are making over. I think there was one that made over 1,700 horsepower, or 1,600. That's, and what it's just weird 1. because 3? I, because yes. they're just throwing more technology so at this for, thing to for, make for, more. For cubic inch, I think this motor makes more horsepower than any motor. I oh, think. probably. I'm not sure. 100. I would believe yeah. that. And like, it's a very inexpensive motor. The rotary engine. It's an expensive engine to make the power. I, I want I need I gotta ask because I I told my buddy that I would ask about Go ahead, what's RX the question. And you can ask people if they want to ask questions. Too, yeah, so. yeah, we it, have some later. For but sure. the but RX eights when that came out yeah. because that's coming out now. Like you're you're messing around with rotaries, you're messing around with apex seals, and yeah. then the RX eight comes. Yes, out, a new rotary. Right. What was that like when that came out for you? Was that like a oh this this is all right like it's not that great or was I didn't that look like, at it from that perspective? I looked at it oh cool the Mazda continues. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. That's good. Yeah, we was kind of bummed out that it was non-turbo and it wasn't. It was non, you know, naturally aspirated and stuff. Four door. Is that a good engine? Huh? Is that a good engine yeah, out of there? It has its purposes. Oh, okay. A well, lot of people say it's a, a terrible car, the RX-8, but I don't think so. I think the RX-8 was built for a purpose and for a reason, and and what they intended to do, they did with that RX-8. Yeah, mm. I mean, it was a pretty well handling car. I don't it's think an amazing it's a drift car. car. Yeah, I think it's a, a it's race amazing. Car. Got big brakes, yeah. big calipers. Yeah. People buy that car to turn it into a road. And yeah. they don't even have to upgrade the brakes. Yeah, yeah no, the, they, the they handle great. They're 50 50 or 477. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Six Very speed. Close. Yeah, it's a six speed. And uh, and they sound great. They yeah. sound so It's a nice good. chassis for you to win. They're inexpensive. You could buy one inexpensive. The yeah. problem is they're cheap, so you could buy one for 500. Everybody thinks, oh, I want to buy one for 500 bucks. Go spend 200 bucks and get it running. Everybody thinks that. <laughs> I don't, I'd be scared. What, like, what does it turn out to be? No, it turns out to be a little bit more, but just people have just like this. I don't know. I don't know what's happened. Like the average person nowadays, <laughs> it's like it's it's crazy. Sometimes I clown them on Instagram stuff like this. They call me. I'm like, oh, I want to do a build, and I'll message them. Well, how much money you got? And they're like, oh, I got like two grand for for what for what do you what do you want to do with two thousand? Oh, I want to do a rebuild. Okay, you want a vacation with that too? You know. <laughs> <laughs> what else you want? You want a happy meal with that too? <laughs> I'll go to your house, do your kitchen, modify, you know, your bathroom too. What else? Anything else? <laughs> Well, let me know, bro. I'm feeling good right now. I'm yeah. in a good mood. Yeah, you know? I didn't, and then didn't realize everything was so cheap lately. Yeah, and then sometimes, because you know what? I, 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 I see it like it's disrespectful. You're like, yeah, you're yeah, ignorant, yeah. bro. Yeah. You're an ignorant person. Yeah. You know, and ignorant has a, it's just you don't know any better, right? So go do some research and homework before you get into stuff like this. It yeah. just makes you look foolish. Yeah. Now, what about this? This this is another myth that I hear about rotaries. Is it true that if you don't drive it hard, it will break more. Like if you got an Italian tune up it every so often, let it ring out. Like drive it. Is that true as well? Uh, yeah, that, like that, does it does it prolong the life of your rotary to drive it well, harder? Well, basically, it's fouling out. I guess if you don't, I don't if know. you don't like get on it. No, I don't that, fucking know. That's the layman's explanation on 
decarbonize it or clean yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. The motor sits too long. If the injectors drip or or there's a lot of carbon buildup, the RX-8s have a lot of carbon buildup ah. on the motor. Big time. Big time. Why is that? Um, Mazda, if I'm not mistaken, when they went to uh, the RX-8 engine, they took the exhaust port and instead of being on the rotor housing, now it's on the iron. Yes. So the gases yes. have to do like a 180 degree turn, like leave this way as opposed to coming out the exhaust. Where in the previous engines, when the exhaust was in the housing, bur gas burned or not, came out the exhaust and went out the exhaust. Now oh. the gases will. Yeah, they pretty much got it's got to get like sucked out the side. If almost. not, it goes into the next cycle and it go and it burns again, almost like an EGR valve, a built-in EGR yeah. valve. What so the it's hell? It, so that's why the RX-8 burns very clean and it comes to a complete burn and the the carbon stays inside. So the that's motor. probably why they did it. One of the reasons, so then the side seals get get filled with carbon. Hey, the whole motor. You can take a motor with five thousand miles apart and it's full of carbon and it's like, yo, dude, this thing is brand new. Yeah, but it it gets full of carbon. So then guys use sea foam. Uh -huh. through the intake mm. or you know i know some people put diesel or, or something to clean the carbon on the inside go go down a highway and just hit it hard it's going to smoke like a freight train yeah. but then you know that'll clean the engine out was that yes. one of the main differences between because it's still a 13b but it's a Renesis, that's one of the main reasons right? the Renesis. but there was a six uh not a six but there was a there was like a updated version of the Renesis. yeah there was a series one and a series two yes there was a few little subtle right. changes but for the for the, the engine was basically engine was kind of basically the same yeah. the main change was probably that port one of the main ones was probably that port change the I port guess, change right? was the primary i think it was 2004 remember when the rsa didn't release yeah. into the united states during that time they had these outrageous emission laws emissions okay. laws and they had to meet certain specifications you know that the rsa was car of the year motor track motor trend it was. It, it, it was. It was on the collar, bro. A, they used a, to put a. They used to put a, a wine glass on top of the motor and say, "Hey, look how how beautiful this engine is." Yeah, yeah. So they were praising that car in two thousand three, two thousand four, and I don't think it was you know nepotism or Mazda paying off the. And you, I don't, I, you know, it was a nice car. People were looking forward to it. I, I, I think so they're sick. Today, you know, people are like, "Oh, it's a crappy car." But now I drove one. Of your cars uh -huh. that you built, it was Angel's car that he sold to a Greg, mm. and I. It was an RX-8. That shit. That was my only rotary I ever drove. Oh, that you built, shit. Oh, you built that RX-8? Yeah, that shit was fun as hell. What oh, the fuck? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, I. It, he showed up to my house. It's idling in a driveway. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't know anything about rotary. I I always tell Chris I want a rotary, and he's like, and this is one I don't thing know. that. That 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 uh, that gets me a lot of times. People will talk bad about the RX-8 and stuff like that, and say, "Oh, the RX-8 is no good." And I'm like, "All right, but the RX-8 is uh, non-turbo. Yeah, still a 1.3 liter. Uh -huh. Makes about 200 horsepower, decent torque, if not a little bit more. And it can take a four-door car that weighs almost 3,000 pounds. Yeah, and I've that's seen the worst people part. push about about you know." I think with that particular car, they did 160 miles an hour with that car. That's unheard of. 160, unheard of with a turbo tour or 93 stock car. Like, well, like a 1.3 liter, yes, that power a, per yes, liter, yes, so that this, is high. So where was, what's making that, you know, and I talk to some of my friends in Puerto Rico. We have, I, I know a lot of drag racers and stuff. And when we talk, oh my God, oh, what do you think about this ratio? Oh, this guy did this, a 60 foot, blah, blah. We yeah. go on and on and on. And they go, they praise the ratio on the RSA. They're like, oh my God, that RSA has amazing ratio, the timing. You know, things down 50 degrees, 60 degrees, uh, the, the computer in it. In other words... So they so, like it. So what I'm saying is that when Mazda designed and made the RX-8, they made it with a specific purpose. Yeah. Right? That it does this, 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 and this, and this, and it, work, it just works. There you go. Take it. 
for us gearheads where we want to buy it and start modifying and doing stuff to make more horsepower it's challenging with the rx8 because the computer controls everything you remove the uh, metering pump it goes into limp mode and all sorts of mm, stuff yeah yeah but mazda wasn't thinking about you and i when they were building that car <laughs> yeah. they were thinking about mr jones over there let me just sell him a sports car so he could yeah cruise around put it back in his garage so are, th are there any aftermarket solutions for stuff yeah like they that? are there's yeah, a like, lot of there's like a lot you of could solutions. probably stand alone for yeah, that thing that's, right? that's, you you can make it happen you can make yeah. it happen like, you just you have to work you know you just different ways to get it done how, how do they react to turbocharging are they this i was gonna ask okay? the same thing like yeah, can you they, boost I, that engine yeah, you can you can because i know they used to make turbo kits for that but well, someone probably still does, but I know. I think Greddy did. Greddy did, and then yeah. it disappeared or something. Pineapple. Or something. No, no, not uh, the guy down in Florida, Pettit. I remember Pettit had a turbo kit for that years ago. I seen him at Seven Stock. They had a turbo kit. This is like 15 years, 10 years ago, 15 years yeah. ago. Yeah. And then and then the turbos disappeared. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess everyone's done with that. That that would be sick. A yeah. turboed RX-8. Yeah, like, that's that's fine. There's, there's not that much room in the engine bay. It's pretty challenging. It's pretty tight. Yeah. yeah. Really? I feel like. You look at the RX-8 and the nose is so long. I would yeah, just but assume. it's hard to get in the exhaust side. You gotta yeah. work hard. It could be done. Listen, anything, ah. anything, anything <laughs> if you done. got a credit card. Yeah, you got a credit card. <laughs> what's your What's your preferred 13B? Because there's three different, four four different yeah. versions. Don't, there's probably a bunch. Don't look of them. at me for confirmation on that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, is there? Do you have a favorite one, or are you just like, eh, they're all. They're yeah, all, they're all the same. they all have yeah. their pros yeah. and cons. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm beyond that already. Like, what was my favorite? <laughs> yeah. I just want to make money, sell parts, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so if people, if people call you and they want their their engine built, yeah. what's like the? Do you have like? I was thinking about this earlier. Do you have like packages you offer? Like, oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. Like certain parts you put in. No, I'm not. I've seen some people do that and stuff. And, yeah, I don't do that. I've it's always like, thought about doing that customers too. Customers come. I don't know. I guess sometimes when you, you've been doing this for such a while, long time, after a while, you just want to make it quick. Yeah, yeah. You just want to make it quick. Let's chit-chat. What do you want? Okay, bye. Get the hell out. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> That's literally... You know, I get I get what you're <laughs> saying, but... want to eat, you know? Yeah. do this. I got to go see my kids or whatever. So... I guess like, I'm asking more so because I don't know the rotary world that well. And to me, it doesn't seem like there's too many parts involved in it. So I feel like whatever you use... It's probably very specific to your builds. So what happens with the rotary engine, what I notice with the rotary engine is, and the customers with re in my type of business, is if you let the customer talk, he'll be there forever telling you about this, about that, what do you think about this? Asking yes. questions, he's going to tell you about the car he had in middle school. Yep. And he bought this car, and then he bought another R7 in high school, and I got arrested with this one, and I, and I had sex with my wife in this seat, and this <laughs> and that, and, and all sorts of... Dumb stuff. And I'm like, yo, dude, I don't want to hear all your... F what do you want, bro? What do you want? <laughs> yeah. So then so sometimes, you know, sometimes I chit I love, you know, when yeah. I'm, if I'm at a car show with car me, okay, let's chit chat. That's what I'm here for, you know? Yep. Uh, but sometimes when I'm busy, I'm like, yo, just... Yeah, so what, then, what do you need? What, what power so are you So look, the average kid comes into our shop and what he wants is the brap. That's what he wants. Oh my God! It's like really? it's like the yeah, burble tune can, of you your can, world. Like, you can tell from a mile it's away. It's the burble tune of our. Yo, of listen, our I want to yeah. build my engine. Can you? Uh, can you do? Uh, <laughs> what do you want? You want the brap, right? Okay, yeah. Just give me the deposit by. Leave me the motor. I'll I'll have it done. But can you do this bearing? And yeah, yeah. Trust me. So, you know. And that's then, like that. That's like Goopy's version of 
the herbal package. tune. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, yeah. I'm gonna do it. So just just get out. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Okay. So what? They want like a, a certain port. No, job? That, yeah, that that sound, the brat, yeah. you know, the Bridgeport sound. People love that. That 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 sound is iconic, bro. Now, but that, doesn't that make it unreliable sometimes for the street? No, that's a lie. That's you, a lie. You, you heard that? Before. Yes, yes. Thank that, you. That was a big thank thing. You. I heard. That's that was gonna ask. I want you to repent. All right, all right. I take it back. I repent. Please forgive me. I repent. There you go. He repented live. Yeah. That's a lie. Yeah. No. What? The uh, <laughs> what I don't like those lies. What? You never been to church, Carl? No, no, no. I, I, I have been. I have to repent. It. Yeah. That's a lie. I like that you asked that question because now I, I, I don't have to, to. No, I wanted to know that because that's what people. No. That's what people say. No. Like, like people hear that and they automatically automatically assume the car no. is like, oh shit. Yeah. No, we've we've drove Bridgeports before for a lot of miles and semis and all sorts of stuff. You know. But the thing is this. Look, the thing is this. The thing is that the average person that builds performance, oh, I want a 500 horsepower car and 600, you know, I want to cruise it, but beat it, hit it once in a while. That's what they all say. I want to hit it once in a while. Okay. So <laughs> you want 700 horsepower, right? All right. No problem. Dude, that's not going to last 25,000 miles because chances are you're going to damage something. You're going to hit a tree. You're going to do something before the 20,000 miles comes up. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's not going to make 20,000. Not because of the motors, because of your stupidity. You're going to yeah. not change your filter. Do this, do that. Spot plugs were fouled, and you kept beating in on it or something so like that. So they're saying, how many miles Inject is this going to last? Yes, that's what they do all the time. Yeah. I tell them no. I don't offer any warranties or guarantees on any of my to products. To be honest, a lot of performance shops yeah. do not. And, and I know shops that others that do. And you know, God bless them if they do. But me, I don't do it, bro. No. You can't You can't really do that. You can't. You can't no. because this is like, you know, the... the, the you don't it, know what they're going to do with it. No, because they're going <laughs> to take the, the AutoZone mentality, you know? Like, they buy brakes at AutoZone with two-year warranty, and yeah. they bring it back at one year, 11 months, and 29 okay. days. Also, here's the, here's, <laughs> here's here's what's actually... You know what I'm talking about, right? You, know, yeah, yeah. you get AutoZone, you get a four-year warranty at three years, 12 months, like Je like December, like 28, you're over there, yo, bro, this battery's no good, bro. Oh, I'm going to give you another one. Cause that then was, you get that another, was me with my drift car battery. Get, you got every, another every four year. years. Yo, yo, you, you got the brakes from your Honda. Let me get them, bro. You, you got a warranty? Yeah. Yo, bring them back. Here, let me get you mine, and I get those, so then I don't have to pay for some. <laughs> yo, warranties. Dude, you have probably run into some characters, <laughs> man. Bro, warranties what the fuck? are for this. Warranties are so that I can be irresponsible, so I could be stupid, so I could blow it up, and he's going to pay for it because he said it's not going to break. <laughs> yeah. That's what a warranty is. So if you get that out of your mentality and you tell folks, yo, listen, I got no warranty, then that actually, now that obliges the customer to be responsible. Yeah. That puts now a burden upon him. Now you as a customer, you can't be stupid. Don't call me and be like, yo, Gooby, this motor don't turn on and your battery is disconnected. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now yeah. you have to put some vested interest in it. And then what I do is just allow your good name to stand up for you. So if a customer has a problem with me, Call me, bro. Come yeah, yeah, to my yeah. shop. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to do it right. Because it's to my benefit. It's to my interest. Yeah. If you made a if, mistake, you'll fix it. If you're an idiot and you go on the internet and you start blasting and you start complaining and asking this guy questions and not, and you didn't come to me first, then you know what? You're, you cut... Yeah. You're, you, in Spanish, te vas a cortar las patas. You know, that's it. I don't want to deal with you no more because now, as opposed to coming to me, you went to all these other people asking everybody's opinion. Who no. couldn't help you anyway. Who couldn't help you anyway, you so that's not right, you know? You're, you yeah. know, I'm sure you 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 you, you value the, your brand name. So yeah. someone, you, you F up, I'm sure you're going to stand by it, you know? Yeah. But yeah. if you ask, if you give people warranty, all it is is a, is a permission for them to be irresponsible. No, our, our invoices say no warranties on well, engine work. any performance stuff is like yeah. that summit you buy from summit what does it say no warranties exchanges nothing yeah. from anything because here's what they're gonna do so you get they get your they get your engine built they leave here they go okay 
All right, I got, I got my boy. He's going to tune it. Uh, well, well, you should probably bring it to our guy. No, 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 no. Thanks, though. Bye. They bring it to their boy. They go get that nice burble tune. All right, that's the first thing they do. <sighs> then they go, and they go race it at the track every night. Never change the oil. Then they something breaks. They go to their other, their other friend. Oh, I could fix it for cheap. So then they get it serviced by someone else. And then in three years, four years, five years later, they call, yo, uh, it's burning oil. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> you haven't, I haven't seen you in five years. I don't know where the car's been. Like, dude, if you're going to offer a warranty, you need to s- service your vehicle at that shop. Right. It needs to be tuned mm-hmm. at that shop. Mm-hmm. Every single thing needs right. to happen at that shop. And if it doesn't, there, I mean, some shops. Look, this some is shops, rotary, bro. This is performance. This is yeah. rotary. This is performance. I tell you again, this is not for everybody. Yeah, this is not for everybody. The rotary game is not for everybody. The Nissan two forty is not all for this everybody. Stuff, yeah, it's expensive. You it know who really messed this up? Vin Diesel. He ruined it, bro. <laughs> oh no, you're it's the your fifth, Diesel for fifth Vin Diesel one. Your fault, bro. You're the fifth one to say that the Fast and the Furious fucked this. You shit messed up. it up, yo. All right, let's hear more about this. Vin, how did Vin Diesel mess it up? Why with the Fast and the Furious? Fast and the movie. Furious, dude. Yeah. It probably everyone was like, Him I want this guy, the rapper down there, the ATL. What's his name? Um, Ludacris. You and Luda. <laughs> What? Get back! Yeah. <laughs> uh, they how? messed it up because I don't know because they like threw the they threw the JDM world right like the yeah. the JDM world they threw it on TV and they made it look they were drag racing these parking lots and stealing stuff from back of trucks that stuff is stupid and then after after them after that movie people are calling Nitrous Nas you know and people are coming up yo you got Nas in there I'm like oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I know people calling. Yo, you got Nas? Yeah. Oh, I used to have a nitrous bottle on my RX7. You know my other one. We used to go drive. Yo, you got Nas? Oh, <laughs> I used to be like, son, don't ever say that again, please. Stop it. <laughs> From now on, say nitrous. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe he helped a lot of people get into rotaries with his. Red no, no, RX7. I know, I know. He probably he did. He did. He just say they just put it in it. In it. I don't know how it was on Front Street now after that movie. Yeah, it was on Front Street. Yes, yes, yes. Like it was everyone knew about racing import cars. Yes, yes. Nah, now, but then once that came out, I feel like everybody's just like, oh, like the Fast and the Furious. Oh, no, not like the Fast and the Furious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they, they, like, they just. Auto- everybody will automatically assume like you're into that shit. Yeah. When really I'm just into building. Yeah, that put rice on the map. Yeah, put rice. That did. But then, but then, but then your fucking rotary that they're talking shit about is running seven seconds. Yeah. And their and their Camaro of that same era is running like a fucking twelve. The rotary engine, bro, is is. Is, is it is, a gift? It's just different, it's just, dude. It's just different. Yeah, the it's just engine, different. I don't even know. I can't even use Icon. Iconic. Iconic has been used too much. I just like the, the spirit that the like rotary engine tall, holds. Huh? The spirit of it. Like the, like the, the spirit, spirit of what of the rotary stands for. Like, you just told me everybody's grinding out, putting fucking diesel turbos in an in a, in a intercooler from somewhere else and piping from here, piping from there. That's what I think the rotary stands for. It's for people who, like, want to maximize mm-hmm. something. That's true. That really didn't have a lot to give you in the beginning. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that yeah, uh, displacement per size. Yeah, per weight. Yeah. Yeah, and you're just you're just that would be the common denominator among all the rotary guys. Yes, small motor, big horsepower. Yeah, yeah. But the rotary engine did come out of a the rotary engine has a few different facets that I noticed since I was a kid in the eighties and said or even eighties. Oh, a side note, you know that my dad used to work for. uh, 
my dad used to work for a um here we go my dad used to work for a uh uh exotic car repair shop in Marwa, new jersey what in the, the early fuck? 80s when we were little kids it was, was called la monza motors la, Mo la monza la monza hmm. little italian dude yeah and that italian dude was friends with john delorean bro really yes yes and my dad used to tell us these things and i used to be like we were little kids we didn't know about that and my dad would one time took us there he actually he used to drive some of the cars home to make sure they were in good shape and yeah. he drove one time a lotus turbo s spirit okay mm, brand new the james the bond box, car mm. and when i he took us there one time and, and we're he they and to show us the cars because my dad used to turn tune like the webers and they had like these you know you know side drives like yeah on the old uh, european cars and they had a, a bmw m1 like okay, the mid 80s yeah. they had a wing on the back yeah and uh, m3 they had all the wedge looking shit yeah, the M1 was the one in the James cars. Bond Lotus, movie with the Lamborghini. They had propellers. a Jalpa in there, a few Countaches. They had some really exotic stuff. That I was a kid, and I was like, "Yeah, do you think that's where your your passion started?" No, Definitely. I thought the cars were cool, but looking at it today, I'm like, "Oh my god, God, Dad, you know who you were around? Yeah, oh my God, I wish I would have taken more pictures and yeah. shakes and carried me as a baby and said, <laughs> I used to know those things." And I was like, you know, that car, that stuff is gone. But he was just a mechanic. You know, he was just fixing the cars. He didn't, he wasn't a car guy, you know? So, yeah. And neither were we were riding BMX bikes. But it's interesting that that it's such a small world. I, I don't know where that guy is. He might not even be alive anymore. And you said it was in Ramsey? Marwan, New Jersey, Ma Franklin Ma Turnpike. If somebody yeah. knows where that little Italian dude is, who knows? But he was friends with John DeLorean. And I think, I think he, my dad might have met him a few Bro, times. Bro, I know Wouldn't exactly where that shop's at. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. My I lived in Ramsey yeah. for a while. Oh, okay, Franklin so, Turnpike, yeah. like actually really fucking close to Franklin Turnpike. So is the shop still a thing? I don't know if it's called La Monza anymore. It's called. This something. is thirty years ago. I know this it was, in the 80s. but the building is old as building shit. Building is still there. It's got like two glass doors in the front. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know someone. Exactly someone listening to this podcast probably knows where that guy. No, is. but that's yeah. That's, sick. But, that's but, uh, what the fuck? Like, yeah, that's, but what was the question you asked before? I don't even know. I don't even know. What you want to bust out some of these questions that yeah, we got? We could do that. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what we got today. Oh, from I was our telling listeners. you how there's multiple facets in the rotary engine, right? Yes. All right. Yeah. So check this out. So '90s, you have. I came out of the drag race scene. Okay. So I was a little kid. Uh, I was like 14, and my older brother used to have uh, a Firebird Formula. He had the Super Beetle, and he had a Firebird 400 Formula, and he was into like V8. My older yeah. brother, right? So he's older. He had a license. I had no license. He was, and, and we would always like to hang out with him and his older friends. We, I was a little younger. And my brother used to go to Hunts Point drag racing, which is in the Bronx, New York. He used yeah. to go racing on the weekends at night, you know, hang out. And um, and I used to always be like, take us, take me with you, take me with you. No, no, go hang out with your friends. And, you know, a few times he did finally started taking us and stuff like that. And yeah. I started going with my brother. This is night racing, right? This started mm -hmm. around 11 o'clock at night. They'd race to like 6 in the morning. And that's the first time I went to... Um, a street race at night and illegal activities, which I don't do anymore or condone. Okay? Uh, we all, we use the word no, allegedly no over illegal. here. illegal. I yeah. allegedly did that. <laughs> they, well, my twin brother was there. Yeah. So then so then I saw the rotary, and what I would see is I would see Starlets, Corollas, which is called Candungo, Sprinter, 69 Corolla, RX3s, RX2s, uh, RX7 First Gens. I would see those cars with rotaries in them, and I would hear this noise, and I'd be like, Danny, what the hell is that noise? They would run open header 
at night, bro. You know how loud a rotary is? Imagine. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is to have open header or like a Flowmaster right there on the side? That's crazy. In the middle of the night down at Hunts Point? Bro, That's you could hear that sound in Soundview. You probably hear that shit in Ramsey. No, you could hear it in Soundview. You could hear the drag the ro- racing. I noticed rotaries, the sound the, travels They're extremely far. loud. So you could hear it's it on weird. the Cross Bronx and you were down in Hunts Point down at the bottom over there. <laughs> so then... So then you would, uh, so I started hearing it. I was like, Dad, Danny, what is that? And he'd be like, yo, they're putting those Mazda motors in those cars. And Toyota Starlet, that's why you see all those Puerto Ricans mm. with the Toyota Starlets. And you guys in your head are like, why do we go to the drag races? And you see these Puerto Ricans with these little Starlet two-door cars that kind of looks like a Golf. Yeah. Why, why do they choose that car? It's because back then you bought an Econo box for a few hundred bucks and you went to the junkyard scrapyard or... And you took a rotary engine and you put, ported it, it, did some work, put it in there, and now you instantly had 200 horses, 250 in a light car. Yeah. The, the popular one that is always on Craigslist back when I was looking at first yeah. car I was looking for, every eight, uh, like Corolla A86 mm-hmm. chassis, a, almost every single one. My, my friend bought one with a rotary in it. That's They're a Corolla. That always was, that a was rotary called in a it. SR5. Yeah. 84 yeah. to 85. Not, yep. not, not A86. <laughs> you need to repent from that too. It was just called a Sapito or a SR5 Corolla. This yeah. whole AE86, old, old school folks don't know what the hell that is. They're like, what the hell are you talking about? So all about, the new man? school guys like the chassis code. Yes, I old do. school it guys, they don't specific. know what the hell that is. It that makes is it Corolla, easy. bro, 86 to 87. They know, made Sapito. SR5, Sequoia, Tundra, Tacoma, yes, Corolla, yes, Camry. <laughs> alphabet soup things, bro, they don't know what that is. So then, <laughs> so then they, they, so nobody knew. But the Corolla, that was after. That was too heavy. The Starlet and the Corolla were it. So I heard these cars drag racing or the old Corollas, like the 70s with a rotary, mm. popping wheelies like this. And Mickey Thompson's in the back, yeah. you know, 13-inch baby Supras with Mickey Thompson's in the back, <laughs> popping wheelies. What? <laughs> it, it, you know, they would bring him on trailers or from my town, they, you would have a pack of like 30 cars, bro, leaving from my town to Hunts Point. And they would tow a little Corolla with a Samurai, Suzuki Samurai with a tow bar, with a small little tow bar, Towing the Toyota Corolla all the way to the Bronx, you know, with the emergency lights going yeah. on. And when you got to Hunts Point, then they took the pins out of the tow bar and <laughs> go to drag race with slicks and everything. Little that Mickey Thompson sick. slicks. I'm just, you and said when Samurai, I that, and I'm like, there's probably you know, a rotary in that too. I'm 14 years old, and I'm seeing this. I was like, oh, this is badass. Bro. That yeah. was when I fell in love with the rotary engine and okay. started like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And in my town, there was, uh, there was like... There was like a, there was rivalry. Piston was rotary. In my town, we had this one guy named Faye who's still around, real good dude, bro. And he was like the rotary king and had another guy named Helsung and he, he was the .8 king. He had a, a Corolla 3TC. Okay. With nitrous, Weber nitrous, you know, 1.8 Corolla, like a 1980 box. You guys call it TE70. 72, yeah, like yeah, yeah. And this car was running like 11.0 nitrous and this guy, other car was running like, I think 1090 nitrous or something. But anyway, so that was the rivalry. And then, you know, we'd go with this pack of people all the way to the Hunts Point drag racing and stuff like that. So that was like my my birth. So so as you can see, all the cars and all the clientele base to today is still that's still the the the, the foundation. That's still okay. where I came from. So those type of customers are some of them are still my customers. Yeah. You know, and, and, and now I was watching and now I make parts. Yeah, and it's crazy because sometimes I see them come in and they're like in the late 50s or. Early 60s. And like, hey, Gooby, what's up? And how you doing? Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember you were a little kid. You used to come hang out with us and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yes. Your mama, <laughs> gonna, I'm going to call your mama. It's past your bedtime. <laughs> yeah. That's such a you cool know, story, My though. older brother. My older brother would take us. You know, but when you're young, you're all there drinking 40s and stuff like yeah. that. So that's the only downside that I remember is, like, we'd go 
my brother would take me and another buddy of mine in the back seat. And then, you know, when you were kids, the minute you left home, you had a beer. So then we'd go get an OE or a crazy horse and we'd be hanging out, drinking, yeah. you know, with the hoodie on and the, and, and, and stuff like that. Because, you know, you want to drink when you're hanging out with your buddies. But now that looking at it in hindsight, I wish I wasn't, I wasn't worn drinking because then I would have remembered more or had better experiences, yeah, yeah. you know. So there again... So then, I love that story, though. No, no, no. So that's that was the inception. So that's what made me look at the rotary. And most guys that most Puerto Rican guys are drag racers that like rotary engine from this area yeah. were either racing there, Bunker Hill, Patterson, yeah, I heard of that, or Fountain Avenue in Brooklyn. Okay. In Queen Brooklyn, they were racing either Fountain Avenue, uh, Bunker Hill, Hunts Point. In Hunts Point, you had a few places. They had the Coca-Cola. You had down over there. Zuriga Avenue. We used to race on Zuriga all the, t- all the time. And I wasn't racing. I was a kid, but I would go with somebody always to watch the races. It was yeah. awesome, bro. It was like, it was like any charade, bro, like this. on the side. This is like before, like, this is like around, before Giuliani. This is around Dinkins. Yeah. And then Giuliani came in and cleaned I talked, up all of New York. Even uh, when I worked at Nissan, my parts manager would be talking about that stuff, too, like, Bunker Hill. And it all was that stuff, insane, all bro. So then. street racing today to that, it was two yeah. different worlds. So yeah. it was really rough, you know. So yeah, man. Well, thank you for telling us that story. No, yeah. that was that's my favorite part. But of the this idea was so I came from the drag race world, right? And I'm still in it. Yeah. And the horsepower and the parts that I've made have been from that understanding. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there was road racing in the 80s and 90s, but that was more like a, you know, swan tie guy. You know, yeah, it was more yeah. a, more of an ex- expensive sport. Right? Yeah. So today, um, today now you have rotaries in drifting. Like you I was going to say, school. do you see like a? I was about to yes, talk yes, about yes. This. I yes. did a show this weekend. I was at a car. I did a car meet in Connecticut this weekend, and I got guys who have a lot of street cars. So you know, street car Corolla RX three, RX two, RX seven. Nice, nice cars. You know, everything polished, nice. They they like rotary, but they don't like drag racing. They just mm, want yeah, a nice yeah. street car to go chill with the wife on the weekend, stuff like that. Yeah. But they're not into drag racing, or they don't know what drifting is or anything of that stuff, right? Yeah. So now, as you can see, I do rotary engines because that's the common denominator that all these people have. I don't yeah. focus on just RX-7s. I do yeah, rotary because yeah. rotary is being used in all these different applications. That's pretty interesting. Rotary right? boat. In your case, you're only doing suspension and stuff for road cars or drifting. Yeah. Nothing drag racing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. Not, what not about, much What about like racing. a wave runner? Yeah, that has a that has, that has a rotary well. in it. I've seen rotaries and wave runners. I shit you not, Frankie. Don't there's look at a, me like that. There's a rotary in uh in one of those little, you know, those little trucks they bring for Japan right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. K truck. There's, there's a rotary in a golf cart. I heard there's a rotary in Puerto Rico in a in a coffin. Wait, excuse me. A coffin in Puerto Rico. There's an engine in a coffin. A rotary. I think a rotary in a coffin. Like they buried it. No, it's like they drive it around. It's a freaking coffin, bro. What? Oh, yeah. Like that like that photo right there? Yeah, like a coffin, yeah. <laughs> There's a rotary in that. There's yeah. a rotary ro- there, and there was a rotary in the I remember there was a rotary engine in in a on a four wheeler in the Bronx like thirty years ago. <laughs> Doing wheelies. It was Derek on the bicycle. Yep. Doing wheelies. Dude, that is <sighs> Yeah, so they put rotaries in everything. In the Mustang and I seen rotaries in a Mustang. I, I want to see this. My motorcycle. friend has a three rotor right now in Long Island. He has a three rotor. He's putting it in a Fox Body 85. That's fucking funny. That's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's gonna Those piss 5.0 a lot of guys off. are gonna be. That's pissed. what. Yeah. That's what I would want to do. I'd want to just see the face of somebody. He's gonna who's... roll up to one of the yeah. meets with the with the V8 guys. You know, 
And that one dude with the New Balance is going to be pissed. He's going to be like... <laughs> <laughs> he's going to hear that yeah, rap. You... He's going to be like, huh? what, what kind of cam you got in this? Yeah, so it, they're going to be obsessed. So then again, so the rotary engine, like I told you guys, is in multiple different it's everywhere. sports. Yeah. Road, yeah. blah. i seen a rotary lawnmower once. Hmm? That exists. A rotary lawnmower. Oh, yeah. Sash made a rotary lawnmower. They made a rotary uh, dirt bike. They made a rotary motorcycle. Suzuki, the Suzuki RE5. RE5. I'm going to look rotary that shit Corvette. up. I think you need Chevy to get that motorcycle. Huh? You need to get that motorcycle. Yeah. I think it would just complete your life now. Yeah. They were going to put the rotary engine in. GM had the patents to the rotary engine. And Ooh. they were this close to what? putting it in the Vega. Remember the Vega? No. I do. I know Vega. the Vega. He knows yeah. And then they, in, at the last minute, they changed the motor from the rotary engine in the Vega. And they put that Isuzu motor in the Vega. Oh. It had like a 2.4, 2.2 Isuzu motor that came in the Suzuki Pup. They put that in the Vega instead of the rotary engine. But I met engineers throughout my walk. I met, I had met a few years ago, like 15 years ago, I met engineers that had worked at the GM plant uh, where they were testing the rotary engine. And I don't know if it was Illinois or whatever. What, why didn't they do it? I don't know. They said something with the emissions. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, a emissions. Remember they had the fuel crisis in the 70s? Oh, and all that yeah. Stuff? So then I think they went and they decided to put the Isuzu motor in there at the last minute. And, uh, but the rotary engine is big. It's vast. You know, the rotary engine was made here in Jersey at one time. Curtis Wright had licenses to the to the rotary engine here in New Jersey. And they used to work out of Woodridge. And they had okay. a little plant there. And they worked on the rotary engine there at one time. Woodridge or Woodridge? Because Woodridge is right. Woodridge. The street. Not right? Woodridge. Not, 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 not Ridgewood. Not, Woodridge. There's a Woodridge right near us, well, but maybe it's I don't know if somewhere. that's the same one. Maybe, but they did work they, here. They Curtis Wright. Look for... up Curtis Wright, New Jersey, in Google. Curtis Wright, New Jersey, 1960s. They did a lot of R&D there. A lot of cool R&D that Mazda eventually... I've seen the same work that they did there in other engines. And I was like, oh, okay. So and sometimes when people say, hey, who designed this? Who came up with this? Well, I think the Curtis Wright guys had it first. So Curtis Wright. In America. <laughs> Let me see. And then I don't know if you guys remember Rotary Power International. What is that? That was a publicly traded company, an IPO that actually did rotary research here in New Jersey as well. What the fuck? Yeah. So they're just doing research to see in what the they could use 90s, these engines for. In the late nineties, there was a company called Rotary Power International, and they worked on a, what's called a stratified rotary engine, a diesel one as well. And they were working on it for mass production, right? It was an okay. IPO. You guys yeah. know what IPO is, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there was one here in New Jersey. It got all this money, but. It disappeared overnight. No one knows what happened. I see the blah, Curtis blah, blah. Wright rotary thing. Yeah, see, I'm telling you. Damn, an IPO for a rotary company is kind of wild I, to think and about. And I think what happened is in the 90s, that happened, and then they took some monies, and they did that. Nothing came about that, and I think it went belly up. I'm not sure it disappeared, but I think that's why maybe one of the reasons why the rotary engine today or anybody doing Wenkel work or anybody licensing the patent from NSU, mm -hmm. they're going to have a tough time uh, uh, creating, you know, bringing, getting venture because the rotary engine has a sort of like a stain. A stain on its, on like, its oh, trading. Well, you want me to give mm. you twenty, thirty million dollars for this? What's, what's the outcome? You know, and you know, so that's the challenging part there. We got a good question here. I want to, I want to start with this. Somebody one. has a question. Yeah, my we friend, got a few my friend Nico asked, uh, "What do you think of Rob Dom's build? Do you know who Rob Dom is? Yeah, he's a YouTube guy. With Which a... build in particular? I think I'm assuming he's talking about the four the rotor. Four rotor. Yeah, his four rotor is cool, bro. That's badass, man. I like it. Man. All wheel drive. I met yeah. that dude by accident once in Michigan. Somehow, yeah, it was so random. That's... Oh, he is from Michigan initially. Yeah, he's from there. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's where I met him before all the rotary stuff. Yeah, yeah. He and was then... on one of those shows with the where where they're dating women. What was the name of that show? Oh, what? Yeah, Matchmaker, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I think yeah. he was. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, I think he was. I think he was. I hope we just he a funny out dude. Him. I like Rob. Down. Yeah, yeah. No, he's. Cool. Dude, I he love his so videos. Nice. Yeah. His videos are. Really I need to talk to him. He needs to help me out with my wall spot because I got a little wall spot on here. You think he could help you out? Yeah, because he got that hair product, bro. You got to hook a brother up, man. Okay. I'll trade him. All right, Rob. Rob, Goopy needs your help, man. Yeah, Come so on. then I got the ball spot. So then, yeah, his car is cool. That yeah. is real cool. I like his car. And then he has a, he has a, a, a that 12 rotor he's working on. Oh, shit. Yeah, that 12 rotor he's working on, which I think that was worked on. That was initially designed and made by some guy, um, some other fella that does boats or something like that. That's a badass. Twelve road? How long is that? Yeah. Uh, Ricardo just said it was the Bachelor. What the, the fuck? The Bachelor, right? Yeah, I told you. That's funny as fuck. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's cool. That's so, so how long is a twelve rotor? I think they designed it where they had uh, four, four, uh, and four, something oh, like that. So what the fuck? That makes more shot. sense. Yeah. yeah. That sounds. Let insane. me tell you something. Even if that thing never takes off. It's safe and never takes off. It's still cool. Regardless, yeah, it's still cool. And yeah. it's still cool that people are pushing the envelope because the big five, the big five, Mazda and the rest of the world, the car manufacturers, they're looking at big gains on, on all their R&D projects. Everything they do, big gains. Yeah. Toyota, you know, Daimler-Benz, whomever. Anything they make, they're looking to sell a million cars. Mm-hmm. Minimum, you know, five million or this. So the rotary engine is just not something that is marketable anymore, I don't think. Yeah. So they're using it now for, as a power generator now in that SUV from Mazda. They're using it as oh, a... Oh, really? But they're not using it as a power plant anymore. So when you get guys, whether it be me or whomever, in these small firms that are continuing to push development on the rotary engine, I think those people should be praised, you know? Those people yeah. should be supported and people should, you know, do whatever you can to... To, support it you know to support the brand and to support the idea because if those people are gone then it's, it's gone, gonna die you know? yeah. so and usually those people are doing it with peanuts little money their own machine it's a labor of love a I was lot gonna of times say, they take loss passion projects you know most, so when people go less. online and said oh he that's a piece of shit this and that and they blast you online yo broker then you go get a cnc machine you go spend a hundred thousand dollars in materials research and try to develop something so that the rest of the people can make you know, yeah, yeah. do it like, on facebook just yeah. fucking I remember, I remember seeing something that Mazda was going to keep. They were going to make another RX. Is that, a, is that a real thing? You know what? I'll tell you something. Mazda owns, owns a lot of... Uh, uh, they have a lot of investments in the rotary engine. Big cast machines. Yeah, they have a whole factory where they Everything. just work on Everything. I don't think they're just right? going to throw that out. Just yeah. Like that. It would be very... Maybe transition into something else, but just throwing that out, I don't... That's, that's, a, that's pretty I challenging. I remember reading an article about the... I think it's in Hiroshima. Yeah, somewhere right? out there. Yeah. Hiroshima? Yeah, Hiroshima, yeah. They have some kind of factory, and there's, it's like a skeleton crew. There's only like five oh. five to ten people that work in there. I don't know. I like to go, but I don't know about that. that getting on an airplane that long to yeah. Japan. It's yeah. a long flight. The flight to the Philippines is like... The Philippines? Six, Who, Nori? Uh, Nori is in the Philippines, bro. <coughs> huh? Nori is in the Philippines. What's that? Noriega, bro. We're in the Philippines? Oh, you guys don't know hip-hop from the old school. Thing, <laughs> Probably New Jacks. not. Remember Nori? Put up Nori on there on YouTube. In the Philippines. I think Carl will probably be into it. I uh-huh. fuck with it. I like old school hip hop. That's yeah, my shit. Yeah, so then so what happens is they're not going to. I think Mazda still owns still, the rotor, the RX-7 engine, right? Yeah. The one in the RX-8. That design is arguably one of the most refined rotary engines yeah. on earth from any of the companies that have licensed the rotary engine from NSU. I think that's how it works. Because I think a lot of companies licensed the 
rotary engine patents. Mm -hmm. So GM, Ford. So they were able to make it. And I think Mazda's the only one that stuck with it and said, let's just continue to... Because I think they did have some emissions issues in the 70s and stuff like that. Where they got bad reviews. Yeah. So it don't, didn't... <laughs> So then today, Mazda was one, the one that continued to like, no, let's make this better. Let's refine this. Let's get more efficiency and stuff. So yeah, you, you I mean, you got to praise them for that. Yeah, if least. you have that many years in R&D, I don't think you're just going to throw it out. Yeah, I think so, too. That'd be sick, like yeah. a modernized fucking. But look what, look what Japan does. Japan has like, Japan has like, let's say the, the, the Mazda motors, right? The Mazda piston motors from the yeah. 80s and 70s. The BP from the Miata. Yeah. Right? That BP motor was amazing. First started in the old Proteges, 323s, and then evolved, right? And then it went into the 90s Proteges, turned into a really nice motor by that. And then it was also in the Miata yeah, and stuff Miata. like that. And then they went to a completely different design. I think it was the 2.0 motor. It's no longer a BP motor, right? Ford Escort got involved and stuff like that. Ford got involved because Ford owns Mazda, right? Yeah, I'm not sure when it ended. But then the old motor, the BP motor, it was a great design. Yeah. It's just, just older. Where's those motors now? It went to Kia. Oh, really? So Kia being a Korean company, right? Korean uh -huh. company. Korean, I think. I think Kia. Korean company. I think so. Now, Korea has that same motor, and they put it in a Sportage, and they put it in cars that they that oh, developed. I didn't even know that. I didn't yes. know that either. So you're like, wait, what the hell happened? So me and my, I mean, I don't know this. I'm assuming. I'm assuming that they Kia went to Mazda, a tier one company, and said, let's buy all your old tooling, design, drawings. Yeah. Why not? You're not going to use it anymore. You guys evolved to newer motors. If more efficient motors. Okay, we'll sell it to you. Here you go. Here's your old tooling, your old, all the dyes, everything from the old motors. Use it. Go right ahead. Take a few million dollars. And they said, hey, you know what? We're not a tier one company. We're a tier three company. But we're going to all these other countries that have no emissions laws, don't care about that much power. We can put it in all these cars and sell it in China, South America, and all yeah. those places and put it in new cars. Better I think that's what happened. Because you see the motor and it's like, that. wait, hold on. That's an old Mazda motor. Yeah. Yeah. You that go to Central sense. and South America, they get a lot of cool stuff that we don't get here in the States. Well, I hope Mazda keeps at it because I don't want the rotary to die. It won't. It won't yeah. die. So, uh, you want to read a question? You pick one of these? There's I like some crazy one. ones in here. I but... know. I like this one. Which one? Because uh, this one doesn't have to do as much with did the engine, pay? but did he, more did he with pay the... for the question. <laughs> no. <laughs> This uh, is the last, last, last free one. Last podcast was free. <laughs> next, next podcast I'm on, you guys have to pay me to ask a question. <laughs> What's uh What's one car from your past that you wish you could have back? Oh, um, ooh. <laughs> yeah, you seemed like you knew the answer. I was to gonna that. say like I feel like I don't know if he's a guy who gets rid of cars though, because mm. that red one you said you had it for a while now. He's thinking. Right? He's like I feel thinking. like you would put work into something before. You, you know, I kind of I I stopped like, like, I'm over that now. Yeah. I'm like over it. Like years ago, I was like, oh, I'll never sell this car. I'm over yeah. it now. now. Now you're like, cash eh. is king. Yeah, cash is king. Yeah, you want to buy something on a house? I'll anything I said, my booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, everything's uh, got a price. Any, man. Anything yeah. got a price, except me. I don't sell myself. But, so, but there's got to be something. Yeah, but no, there, there, there's. There, I could have bought a. Um, I, I missed this close to buying a 69 Corolla wagon that my friend had years ago. I could have bought Interesting. it. Interesting. I missed out on it. So it's not even a Mazda. Eh, no, it wasn't that. What else? Uh, no, because a lot of stuff that I wanted back in the day, I went and bought it again. But, but what's up? Is there any is there any car you had and you wish you could have it back? No, no. no. I feel like for me, I always try to think and I'm like, oh, I would love that car back. But really, the only thing that I want back that I'm missing from that is probably 
some of the memories that I had with it or some yeah, of the which you're not gonna experiences. Get back, so you're not like, going to get that back. You're going to get back yeah. in that car and you're going to be like, why did I want this back? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you're done with something, that's, yeah, it. that's so it. Like, I asked girlfriend, bye. See yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, though. <laughs> uh, do you know Over. Judge Ito? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good dude. He's been... He's been doing rotary for a long time. Really so I don't know who that is. Can you explain that to me? A little yeah, he was here from Jersey. He was in Patterson. Okay. Doing a lot of rotary for a lot of years. He had a lot of records and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Okay, Damn. cool. Why yeah. the hell did Wags ask that? Wags is a Wankel fanboy. But look, really? This is what happens, engine. though. This is what happens, though. What I keep telling you, that the rotary world was vast. There was a lot of rotary guys here in the East Coast in New yeah. York. E- East Coast, New Jersey. There was a lot of guys. They were, they were, and they were good. They were good at what they're doing. And I think what has happened is there was a a lot. Of, there was a big performance shop right here on Route 46 at one time. Oh my my, my friend Mar- Marquitos, I think he had a shop right here in this next town over. He was the first guy to take an RX-8 and put a 20B in it. I mean, the car was like brand new. He drove it out the dealer, bro, <laughs> like, like 2004. 20B. Out the dealer, took the motor on, put a 20B. Because we seen him at the show like that October uh, echo and i was like no way you got a 20b in here bro these things just came out like yesterday and he already yeah. had a 20b and was running <laughs> and everything bro i was like no way bro <laughs> so it was crazy and i think insane. that car was in one of the magazines like sport compact or something yeah. like that yeah so it was like in turbo magazine or one of them Damn, so dude. there was a lot of there was a lot of skill sets a lot of car guys like there's a proverb right in the book of proverbs uh solomon wrote Whatever has been, has been. Whatever will be, will be. There's nothing new under the sun, under the sun, under the stars. What he was trying to say is that he was talking about what he has seen in the, what he has seen in the past with Israel. Things that has been, there'll be a, you know, it'll happen again. It's just, it's a cycle, mm. right? It's a cycle. So he was saying how the nation would go into uh, idol worship and, and they would say, oh, all these bad things are happening. This is new. And he would be like, no, I've seen it before. It's happened oh, okay. before. Yeah. From that perspective, right? But I say, I use that same perspective also in the car world. Because in the car world, I get a lot of guys come and say, oh, I'm doing something new. And I always clown my customer, you know, some of my, my, my buddies. And yeah. it's always like, I'm always, I'm always clowning them. But it, they, it's always fun. I'm not, I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to disrespect nobody. Just, they got to know it's always just humor. So I always tell him, bro, there's nothing new. You're not going to teach me anything new. Little subtle little things, maybe. But what has been, has been, and what will be, will be. Look, let me tell you something. If there's something somebody wanted to do with the rotary engine, they already did it. Okay? You're not going to do something that, bro, oh, my God, this is breakthrough. No, you didn't. Somebody already did it. <laughs> somebody right? did and it. Sometimes and they, people and just forgot. And they probably didn't did publish it. it. Somebody did it. This po- did, somebody did it. Oh, I want to make 200. Nobody's ever made 200 horsepower. Somebody did it. Trust you don't think me. there's a new port job waiting up? Uh, <laughs> maybe, but it, oh. it's subtle changes here and there, little little tidbit differences. But as far as big, you know, you know there, 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 there yeah. isn't that much. I've seen so much. It's just like it's it, – it, Look, let me tell you something. Um, there's a car, there's a, um, in the 90s, I remember going to Hunts Point once, and I went there, and I seen a 1979 Mazda RX-7, like the one I have out there, right? Mm-hmm. With a 1991 Nissan 350, 300Z, three, three, yeah. 1991, 92, the twin ZX. turbo, what's that one called? 300ZX. Yeah, but what's the abbreviation for that? Oh, Z32? Okay, oh, 32, I, yeah. it had a Z32 front nose molded into the RX-7 first gen body. With the twin turbo motor in it, driving on the street. You know what it is to look and see a twin turbo? <laughs> and remember, the twin turbos are brand new then, yeah. right? That shit is big as hell, and too. And you're like, you see the nose, and then he goes by, and then it's an RX-7. And the back was a wide-body RX-7. The what? owner of it, if I'm not mistaken, was Turbo Tito. Turbo <laughs> Tito was the guy who used to race Porsches. 
And you can look, go on YouTube and type in Turbo Tito. He used to be the Porsche king. He used to go to Pan Ams and all the events here in English Town, uh, SummerSlam, and English, all the drag race events. And he used to pop wheelies that in third gear. brand new in that. Type in Turbo so. Tito on YouTube, and you'll see him doing popping wheelies in third gear 20 years ago. And he had the RX-7 in the early 90s. And I was like, this is incredible. And that blew my mind. And that made me realize that, dude, what people have done in the past, they, everything you could think of, somebody already did it. Fine. Can you fine tune it? Make a little bit more yeah. power here. Adjust this. I'm gonna try something new. And they make this new fine. That wasn't available then. Fine. No big deal. That's yeah. that's something someone made. But you know, as far as the big gains, people have already done it. And even that, better. That's fair enough. I mean, and we already talked about how some of the knowledge is lost here and there. So I'm sad about that, man. Like I wish I could get some of that back. You know. I feel like we're trying. So, for example, I had I have a K24 motor. I bought two K24 motors, and I wanted to put one in a small truck that I have, right? Mm. And I and and instead of you know, and I, I was asking, I met a few Honda guys that do Hondas at the dyno, a few Honda guys, and I kept asking them a few questions. I asked them this question: Hey, what's the, the ring diameter? How many teeth and ring diameter on a K24 flywheel from like a Honda Accord 2010? Nobody was able to tell me the weight, the ring diameter. Nothing mechanical. They were not no. able to tell me anything. They just tell you the part And number. I wanted to know so that I know, because I want to modify some bell housings and adapters from using Mazda trannies so I could put it in this truck I have, right? And I was asking, hey, give me the ring diameter so I know what starter to use, what gauge, if I have to use a bigger, you know. Yeah. If I, if I put a Mazda, I could probably put just a bigger gear, right? So it engages and stuff. No one was able to tell me anything. Oh, my God. And then I went and I asked them, okay, so can I put the motor straight? And nobody was able to answer that. You know how the motor's yeah, tilted. Sideways, and yeah. then I asked a few people, okay, so what should I do on this K24? And everybody in the mother told me, regurgitated everything that they had read on a forum. Yeah. I could tell, oh, you got to change your oil pump. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. Well, is that you, what you did? And you noticed that the factory yeah, one right. doesn't work? Or no, 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 or None is it of something you it. just read online? So, you know, and I was like, okay, so I guess you guys are just knowledgeable because you're sharing information, which yes. is good. We didn't have that back in the yeah, days. Yeah. In the rotary world, just so you guys know, the rotary world, in the top rotary world, they don't share information. They don't talk to each other. It's real competitive. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yo, no. Because it's, dra it's drag racing. You go to yeah. certain drag race events and people cover their motors and cover their turbos. and Yeah. Their laptops are, are locked and stuff like but that. But you know it's what that's going to do? That's going to that's gonna push that other person. Right. right. Like, yeah. you know what? I mean, that's right. good. Watch so, this shit. Competition's so good, So then, you know, that goes to that. Some knowledge base has been lost, which is the next question. Uh, Best chassis for a rotary. Best chassis? To put it in? That's what the question is. Interesting. Best chassis. I mean, we heard about a lot of chassis I like chassis the starlets, today. man. Uh, I love oh, a good chassis, starlet. Best chassis, not Mazda to put it in? I yeah. guess whatever. Yes. If it is a Mazda, if it's not. Oh, I don't know, man. Not Non-Mazda, just for the shit of it. Dude, you the, at my show on Sunday, there was a Subaru there with a rotary engine in it. Bro. The oh, fuck? God. You know the Subaru? The one, the like, is it an older Subaru? No, like a 2000-something, five, six Subaru with a pickup truck. Like which a is, Baja? Which one is that oh, one? A, a Baja? Yeah, a four-door pickup truck with uh, with the bed. Now, that's a Baja. Yeah, okay. So I have one what of those the with, still all with a drive? 12A carburetor. No, it was real wood drive. Okay. Wait, a 12A. So it's not it's not a 13B. From Frankie. Pennsylvania, white one. It was beautiful. It should be on my picture. So what that's the crazy. Listen, I think at the end of the day, whatever chassis you want to use, that's going to work just fine. I think people will just put a rotary in anything if they yeah. if they have one just yeah. sitting. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. not? Just put a fucking rotary in there. Which is the next question people had? 
What do you think of Mazda's new rotary plans? We kind of talked about this, but I don't think we really know what they're They're putting that are. one, uh, they're putting the... the you mentioned as a power plant. Right, they're using a one rotor engine and a power plant for electric power. Right? I, I, I didn't it's even know that. an SUV. I don't know what it's called. Maybe he could look at it on YouTube. But yeah. I'm actually waiting for that engine to come out because the minute it comes out, I want to get that engine in my hands and look at it and see what I could learn from it. Yeah. And I heard the rotor is uh, 600 cc's. Or 800 cc's, I think. So that would be if two of those would be equivalent to a 1.6 liter yeah. 13B, which would uh, two rotor, which would be bigger than a 13B. Yeah. So I'm thinking in my head, oh, man, maybe. <laughs> I'm already thinking in my head. That's yeah. yeah. I mean, that sounds so pretty interesting. First few junkyards. My brother works for insurance company, so I'm gonna be like, yo, nice. Wait. First yeah. wreck you see, I want the motor. I still don't understand though, because you you have that. You're saying that that and en- that little engine is. Somewhere on an SUV, yeah, it's gonna like power the power the electron, like right, like a hybrid in a way, huh? I guess a hybrid of yeah, yeah, like a hybrid, yeah, yeah. That's so different. What the hell? I think Audi was gonna do the same thing at one time too, and I don't know what happened. Hmm. Lewis Lewis asked this one: uh, What is the best advice you can give to a young car enthusiast? Oh God, this is a loaded question. Yeah, that is a loaded question. (laughs) What do you mean? Stop being a bitch. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, we talked about a lot of that. Yeah, we we did. I feel like it's. I don't know. You you come from like old school roots, yeah, so that's the people young kid, that I like I would say, idolized. Yo, stay off drugs, man. Don't do drugs. Just yesterday I heard bad news of a friend of mine that I grew up with who, you know, he's with the needle and stuff yeah. like that. And he, he, he had a stroke because the oh. drugs did something to his liver or something. And then yeah, he had a it'll stroke. Cause some organ and then failure. half of his body is paralyzed now and he's homeless. This is somebody I grew up with. You know, it breaks my heart. He used to paint all the time. Real good guy, but the, I remember when we were younger, he was a pothead. He used to love smoking weed, man, and and that's that was the gateway, you know. That's what got him, and now he's in his forties, and now he's homeless, and I think he's yeah. probably living in one of the shelters in the city. But it breaks my heart when that happened because he was a painter, like you would not believe. He could paint cars. Oh my God, he was an amazing painter. And he was a car wow. guy too, so it breaks my heart. So a young guy, you know, stay off drugs, don't steal, do your homework. <laughs> Okay. And uh, no, I think that uh, uh, good to, advice. Um, look for things that keep you busy. Look for things that are constructive. Find, try to find your purpose. If you can find your purpose young, in this life, that's really the best. That's the whatever, best. and stick with it. Stay, be focused to it. That was the best advice I've yeah. heard on this podcast. Yeah. So, no, Seriously. that's good for sure. Because like it was like you took that a completely different route. Yeah. And I, that's I like it. And if you work, you get a job. Make sure you have a good work ethic. Start something. Finish it. You know, start it and finish it. That I like that. Yeah, that, everybody, that every shit. car guy starts a project and it's for sale on Craigslist like yep. six months later, partial build, you know, for sale, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, gonna... I know guys that are constantly looking at Craigslist looking for those, that one dummy that spent 10 grand on a car and my friend picks it up for five grand and finishes and sells it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, stay focused. And if, you, if you're focused on little things, you'll do better. And whatever it is that you do, you know, stick with it. You know, just be, you know, if you go online and you want to learn about something, try to get different angles. But at the same time, you know, be open to new ideas. Yeah, just follow through with your with your. Yeah, plans. follow through with it. Yeah, that's a big one too. Working uh, on that. We working on that. Uh, I like this one too. Do you want to read it? RHD Matt asks, "Do you find the popularity of rotaries increased or decreased over the last few years?" Hmm. Mm. That's a good question, though. I feel like it's increasing you, for you've different. Been, you've been in this for a minute now. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's so increasing in different ways. Like it's yeah, I, I don't think it has not grown. I yeah. think it has grown, yeah. Because look, for some reason, the rotary engine isn't going away anytime soon, mm. right? Has it swapped hands? Yes. So uh, RX-7 that 
that some that Mikey down the street has, some YouTuber Mikey down the street has, that car probably belonged to a middle-aged guy that, you know, was a baller in the, in the early 90s, you know? He was finishing, working at the law firm, bought his FD. Now he's got three kids, and they're older, going to college. So he's off, and now it goes into this guy's hand. But the, so the rotary engine isn't going away anytime soon. It's just changing hands, mm. just changing hands, right? Yeah. But has it grown? Yes, because they're not making them anymore. Yeah, they are what they are. If these are so expensive, cars are RX7 so expensive. Why? Because there's none left, and there's more people coming into the game. Mm. But yet, I, I was gonna say, yeah. they don't make them. But yet, people are yes. still fucking yes. pushing Fine. it. Now the rotary like engine, I, you do know, is global, right? Yeah, you know the rotary engine. I have customers, rotary engine customers. In Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Guatemala, Mexico, El Salvador, Nicaragua, uh, Costa Rica, Panama, Colombia, Brazil, uh, Anderson Dick. You guys know Anderson Dick from Fuel Tech. You got parts yeah. on every continent. Every con Canada. <laughs> um, yeah, every continent. So Rotary is everywhere rotary this rotary customers everywhere it may not be that many over over there but they're everywhere rotary cars are everywhere and they're, i don't uh, think they're going anywhere no they're so. not going anywhere i mean it's cool dude that's a cool engine yes yes yeah it is a cool engine it's not going away anyway there's one question does the name tranny king mean anything yeah to that's uh uh dave he's a tranny king from new york he said who's that guy tranny king i heard he's the guy to go to for trannies <laughs> What the fuck? Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is no, that? That's Dave. That's my friend Dave. He's the best, man. He's DB Blackman on Instagram. Yes, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. yeah. You know what? It, we call him Tranny King because at one time he blew like seven trannies, bro. Whoa. Wow. That's a bad Whoa. Word. That's a bad yeah. way to say it. Nah. <laughs> that means yeah, yeah. destroyed. No, that also sounds bad. <laughs> transmissions. Yeah. He, he destroyed transmissions like... Uh, Ten of them or something like that, like in a few months, and he would come and get need another one. I sell him another one and oh break it up. <laughs> Stop breaking tranny. Why does he? Why does he? Because he was running like the NA tranny, like the the, the weaker tranny, okay. and I kept telling him, "Don't hit it hard." And he, you know, he, yeah. he thinks every car in New York is racing him. Dude, that's a taxi, bro. He ain't racing you, bro. He's just trying to get somewhere. <laughs> he ain't racing you, bro. I be like every every traffic light, he thought it was a race. All right, tranny king. Yeah. So then, then tranny king got the he got the name tranny king. Yeah. Damn. What, what is the favorite color for rotary housing? Is that a thing? I, <laughs> I see light blue ones. I see. Is that a thing? Like I... no, now it is, bro. This okay. is like <laughs> last ten years or so, everybody. Oh, I want this color. I thought oh, they were just no. supposed to be black. And I... This color, and that, can it be off white? Can it be this? That's you a know, Gen back Z in the days, thing. it was just like washing. Oh, Gen Z's. Oh my lord. <laughs> I like yeah, the ones like, in your oh, on your Instagram. Color? They're perfectly yeah, it's, black it's, and silver. It's cool. So now I get it. If you want to pay me, I'll do it. No big deal. But they've gotten. You know, everybody powder coat one this color and that color. Yeah. Oh my god, what the bro, fuck? Just stop already, man. Is that like the equivalent of like doing your valve cover? Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Oh, eh, sorta. Maybe. Yeah. Because you know now, like in the drift scene, everybody's got some yeah. crazy now, looking. What did oh, happen man. is though the I believe that the because of COVID, English town closing down mm -hmm. and and you know, less drag racing, you know, you know, it's just it's just it's just turned like this. I don't know, it's a lot of variables, but there's more car show RX-7s and rotaries and like uh, huh. what they call a pachinchorreo or just to hang out, you know, street cars than there is race cars. Mm. So the guys that want an RX-7 or RX-3, RX-2 or a rotary engine for like a meet or something the, to go to the car shows, yeah. those guys are being more meticulous about making the car pretty. 
yeah. the drag race cars and the guys who are into motorsports, nah, they just want to just put it together. Let's go. Yeah, they just want to go fast. So that's why that perhaps it propagated that, that idea the, a little the, bit. The colors. That makes sense. Yeah. So this one says rotary and ECU management is old gold. I think it might be a spell, spelling error. Is old gold with options like Power FC or nev- or newer tech like Haltech? I guess what he's saying is Power FC is okay, Apexi Power FC, or new tech like Haltech. Is that better? No, or? listen. I I think obviously a new computer has more options, more features. They worked out some bugs, fail safes. Yeah, a lot of stuff they've done, which is pretty cool. I get it. You know, yeah. they, they evolved. But they tried work. and true. But though. to say that something else doesn't work, you know. I've always said every computer works great. I love Futech. You know, I love, I like Haltech as well. Microtech is still the king. One of okay. the fastest rotaries in the world, Microtech. Okay. Right? They they still got the fastest cars in the world. It seems like a very easy computer, and people complain about them. Oh, no, it's older computer. But you could, they have other technology, but still can't get there. So I look at it from that perspective. But um, the Power FC is an older computer. My brother had an FC. My personal brother had an FD that I built an engine for. I had my friend Marco from Canada come down and tune that car. Yeah. It took all day to tune it, bro. He <laughs> filled up the tank, left all day. I thought he robbed, robbed me, bro. I was like, yo, where the hell is Marco? He left. He was driving halfway around New York. Yeah. Here, there, everywhere. Came back with, like, no gas. I'm like, where the hell you go, bro? I was tuning it, yo, street tuning it. <laughs> but he tuned the Power of C that I had on a 93 in my brother's car. It was an automatic car, and he would break the tires loose automatic yeah. in any gear. Wow. It was an amazing car. That sounds that amazing. Great. It had no issues with it. And I know that people have made five, 600 horsepower with the power of C. So it's an older computer. Does it work? Yes. I think what happens is less people know how to fiddle with them. That is definitely being true. as meticulous as other people. So if they don't yield the same things that the other guy did, they frustrate. They yes. go on the internet and say, yes. this is a piece of shit. Done deal. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you have some sort of following, everybody and their mother's going to think that's a piece of shit. But yeah. No, heard, it works fine. You heard that, Scooby? He's talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Scooby go back and forth. Power FC and Haltech. Uh, oh, Power, Power C is older. Yeah, it is old. Yeah. Yeah. I feel and like there are a lot of people that don't know how to tune it. So, yeah. The but reason why I like those older ones is like those stories you had earlier of like those guys who are. Using literally like a but just a fuel you still ECU. Still have those type of guys, old yeah. school Puerto Rican guys. Like things simple. Yeah. They say todo brega. That's a saying in Spanish. They say todo brega, papi. Hay que buscarle. That means everything works. You just gotta stick with it and work out the bugs, and you'll figure it out somewhere. Damn, yeah. that but sounds if, like Josh. If you're Delise. there five minutes, it didn't work. That's it. I'm done. No, go back. See what's going on. Background this injector. You know, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And I think that's what happens with the old school guys. The old school guys will sit back. Car's not running right. Not idling. You go do a burnout. Car doesn't clean well. It's not running. You do a quarter mile, putting and backfiring and doing one out. They'll go back to the pits, look at the car, and be like, "Let's see what's going on here. Hold on a second. Let me go over this. Everybody, get away. Leave me alone. Check wire by wire. Let's see what's going on. Go back and oh, here it is. Here's the problem. Boom. Fix the problem. Okay, problems resolved. Hmm. I notice that sometimes the younger generation they're not like that. They're they're no. too. They're impulsive and they're like uh, they want instant gratification. Now nah, we draw right to conclusions. Yeah, this shit. Right yeah, they draw to conclusions and they don't like to go over things. I always patient. just say if we have a problem with a car or something, I always just go, "It's a car, man. We'll figure it out." Yes, yes. It, it's a machine. Like, and I think that's what happens, and and I think that's what has happened with older computers and stuff like that. But I still use any old computer. I still use Atronic, which nobody, because the company closed. I guess it was sold off to Haltech, whatever. Oh. So some people don't use the ECUs. I use them, and they work fine for me. Yeah. So it really depends on preference. Yeah. At, at uh, it point. does. It, 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 it depends on. Preference. You remember earlier when we were talking about stickers before the podcast? Yes, started? sir. 
a buddy of mine, uh, Johnny's down here. He's got a he's got a Goopy sticker on his toolbox. He's really? not a he's not a rotary guy, but he has a Goopy sticker that's been on there for eight years. That's awesome, man! <laughs> like well, that that's the that's that's the prime example right there. Of what we were talking about earlier, where you're like, yeah, man, marketing, bro, just yeah, you want you just want to keep yourself relevant. That was a conversation you missed, Frankie. Oh yeah, but it's like you're talking about how let's say you're trying to find somewhere to get your rotary rebuilt. Sometimes they're not just gonna remember, oh, Goopy, but like he. Constant, I mean, goopy, and it's got the rotary in the constant too. just reminder i guess that this guy right here i'm not if i the day comes when i have a rotary bro i'm coming to you i'm putting his seals in the it. seals that's like the biggest thing for me i'm like damn a, a consumable item which i saw this question here yeah, it says one? thoughts on renesis 13b as a relatively powerful na motor question mark i run their seals in my engine now i don't know what engine he has but i'm assuming maybe he has an older 13b yeah he... yeah it works on any engine the renesis is a good engine you get it built right it works it's a good engine yeah you build it right you it's... saw that gray one angels all the rx8 dude that thing was sweet that thing is a whore that car has been sold to like <laughs> 20 different people bro yeah and I, they, I don't know who has it now but they still beat the balls out of it and the car runs well no one it's... ever markets it in the ad no one knows even anymore that you guys are the one that built it it just kept getting washed more and more all and over. more that of car information a million owners, oh, yeah. bro. i i saw it yeah. on facebook and i was a like a million what the owners fuck? has been around so and it sucks that's a good and motor they continue to build beat on it and stuff like somebody that. somebody get that thing and treat her right yeah but Which is the next question? That pretty much wraps up the questions, at least unless you saw one. But no, no, that's it. And we're wrapping up on the two and a half hour. Do you have anything okay. else you'd like no, to no, say, no, that's share, good. That's good. put oh, out yeah. there? As far What's as your pe- future plans with Goopy right now? Oh, the future plans is just uh, you know just continue to stay organized. You know we have a building and the rotary spaceship. Yeah, staying or organized some on shit. what I'm going <laughs> to continue to do. Some things are just not feasible. Don't make you any money. There's a lot of mm. stuff I did at one time. With the rotary engine, custom machining. I did a lot of custom stuff over the years that I realized it just doesn't pay out. It's, just, okay. it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, the commodities market on eBay kills you, right? You make a little widget. Yeah. You, you know, you have a window of opportunity for you to sell that particular valve cover for S13 before somebody in China copies yeah. it and then puts it online. Yeah. You know, and then you have a Wuhan competition. So then the idea is, you know... Do you go and do you invest the money in designing that, knowing that somebody else is going to steal it from you? you? Replicate it. Yeah, you almost have to think like that. You have to be like, damn, these people are grimy. It's a doggy dog world out there. Or do you just continue to create unique skill sets for yourself, stuff that you only do and only you can do, and then people have to come to you for that? Yeah. There's only certain things that Goopy and I we do. We refurbish houses. We we do certain machining. We do certain things that only I do. You know, certain things that only I do, and people. You don't have to come do business with me. Yeah. I treat them well. I do what's right, you know. But I'm saying so. That's why I can't wait to come by your shop. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one. We got. I was gonna talk to you about this, Carl. But I, remember how we were talking about the shop tour thing? Yeah. Yeah, we should probably get on that. And yeah. Like, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a rotary shop tour. I'm a rotary, you know, parts. Yeah. And but, building and machining. That's what I have come down to. Yeah. You know, over no, the years I've wanted to like work on cars, and I'd probably have more name recognition. If I had, like, if I worked on FDs or something like that, yeah. you know, FD is well, like... Well, dude, to me, I can't even believe you have enough customers to... It, you only work on rotaries, and yeah. you don't even work on the car. No. You just, yeah, you're basically a machine shop for mm-hmm. rotary engines, mm-hmm. and you still have enough business yes, to sir. keep it going, which is amazing sir, I turn away work. Yeah. Yeah, I turn away... I actually have a lot of builders in the area. I have a guy named Eddie Gonzalez over here in Yonkers. He does... I send him work all the time. He's an amazing old-school rotary guy. 
And sometimes I'm like, hey, dude, you want to take this job? I, I can't do it. I'm too busy. It's not what I do best. And yeah. So I send a lot of people work. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I fucking yeah. love that, man. And I hope that hope the Lord keeps blessing you with, with opportunity. Because, yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, like, hearing where you started from and how the fuck you got to where you are now, I don't even know where the fuck you're going to head the rest of yeah, your dude, career. Yeah, dude. You have man. a crazy story. I like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. I hope those seals go down in history in, in, in the world of Rotary because... That's just a well. They've amazing... been around for a while, so everybody knows who's who and that sort of stuff. I think yeah. what has happened in the last five years is um, not just with me, but just in parts in general. S- someone makes an S thirteen header, right? The S thirteen header goes into some, you know, YouTuber's car, yeah. and automatically that YouTube now yep. is the gospel on that header, yeah. right? So now his word is bond, and whatever he says with that S thirteen header. Is what every is everybody's gonna default to that. So now he that header he sells that header online and that's the best header there is. Why? Because Joe Blow from the YouTube with that S13 says that header. So now this guy over here has 30 years manufacturing headers and he's got this amazing design, amazing welds, has done all the all the R and D for it, but he can't sell it. Why? Because kids nowadays and the people will just gravitate towards See, that but that's where i'm like I, I look at that as an opportunity because you could reach out to you look at that as an opportunity but at the same time that also diff- that also causes people aren't able to di- differentiate quality anymore no you just got to find one of those youtubers and give them true your true. header been meeting up with sometimes with a lot of people with brand name and stuff like that it's sort of like it's a double-edged sword yeah yeah I think the best thing to do, really, is for you as a person to build a brand that you have enough people that use it and say, bro, this thing works, this thing works, this thing works, this thing works. Yeah, that should definitely be the basis. You get the black sheep, and he can complain all he wants, but the other ones are going to drown him out because they're going to be like, yo, bro. Yeah, it's a good product. Look at you and your alignments, Frankie. Yeah. How many alignments do you have, real good ones? Uh, Well, we just we offer drift alignments, stuff like that. Right, do they work? Yeah. Josh, people are happy with them? People are happy with them. Has there the any one, been anybody yeah. that's not happy with them? Not that I've heard has from. Has there been anybody that has sort of not been happy with them? Not that I heard from. Okay, them. fine. But now you have enough people that are happy, happy, happy. Okay, yeah. so the one that comes and he starts complaining about stuff, you'd be like, hmm, okay, maybe I did something wrong. And then if you do do something wrong, you fix it. If you didn't do nothing wrong and he still doesn't believe it, still complains about it, you say, well, yeah. bro, all these people are happy. Then with you... Yeah. Once you try to remedy the situation, if you can't remedy him, kick the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, he's right though. That's that's how it goes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you try to fix it, it. Some people are just. They're just those type they're of people. Just, they're man. just just that. Yeah. We're gonna leave it at that. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Um. That you could they could find you at at Goopy Performance on Instagram. Yeah. Go to my Instagram page. If you uh, need Apex seals or anything. Yeah. Yeah. We have email. all we have gaskets, rebuild kits. We do a lot more than okay. just that. If, yeah, for so your rotary needs. Yes. Yeah. All in rotary general, needs. Contact at Goopy Performance. Yes. And okay, uh, check out their website, which Instagram, is going to be Instagram and con- Facebook is really Instagram and Facebook. Where we hang out the most. Yeah. The website I gotta update one of these. I'll guys. have all the info in the show notes at the bottom of yeah. the podcast. So cool. But uh, thank you so much, John, for coming. Like this has been. So fun. Yeah, I'm glad. Like, we- I'm pretty sure I'm going to look like an idiot this whole podcast because I'm just smiling. Because <laughs> we don't the whole know time. anything about rotors. No, because I'm just smiling the whole time because I'm like, damn, like this is sick. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't, I don't, I never knew a lot about rotaries. I learned a lot today about them and I hope our listeners did as well. Um, yeah. And thank you so much for your time. No problem. Yeah, yeah. man. But, All right. uh, 
Well, that's Close it. Close us out, Malcolm. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, leave us a review on Spotify. Oh, comment yeah. on our videos, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Bye. That's it. Yeah. That's oh it. snap! Now we have like a little outro that plays on the music. Goopy performance, man. Episode was full of fire. Yeah, no, that was a really good episode. We, I, we had no idea what to expect. Goopy is a friend of a friend, I get, or multiple friends. Yeah. Um, our friends Lewis and Lewis come by all the time, and they always talk about Goopy performance and rotaries and this and that. And we're like, what the hell are you talking about? So we had to see it for ourselves. Yeah, so he... Well, actually, I heard from uh, Lewis that he was watching our podcast videos or something oh really he said he was laughing he was having a good time so i was like well tell him to come on oh shit you know why not so yeah uh really good conversation a lot of information in that one i have decided that i only want to interview people that are above the age of 40 now (laughs) because there's always so much wisdom when the the older gentlemen come on yeah man it's just it's way more interesting too so much knowledge there's just more i mean obviously it's more interesting there's more shit to talk about they've been through more shit yeah. Instead of like Gen Z's, just like, yeah, car's cool. Yeah, I hit the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hit the wall once. <laughs> um, But yeah, I really enjoyed that one. So if you guys enjoyed it, please share it. Uh, We would, you know, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get big. We're trying to be big time. We got to share yeah. these episodes. Please leave us a review. You like this episode? You like what you're hearing? Leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever the hell you're listening to. Everything you do gets us one step closer to having Jay Leno on here. Yeah, we're just trying to get Jay Leno <laughs> on here. So, you know, maybe that should be our new thing that we bring up all the time. Yeah. Eventually, he'll hear about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Somehow, some way. Yeah, we just need Jay Leno on here. Um, What else we got going on in the shop? whole bunch of new... JZX parts on our website. JZX? JZX, as they okay. say. Yeah. So we got those, n- not new, but new to us, the KTS arms, which are from Japan. From Japan. Imported. Straight, straight from. Yep, we imported those. Uh, we have a bunch more JZX parts coming. We got D-Max arms coming soon. We have a, we're going to have a Gretty intercooler kit for a JZX 100 in stock. Wait, don't we have one now? Yeah, it's on, it's on its way. Oh, it came here already. <laughs> oh, it's here. It's here. <laughs> I was like, we have a box out there. Yeah, that's it. Is it JTX 90 or JTX 100? I don't know. But we're, having, we're getting both, right? Or did I only order one? You only that's ordered one. Know. You'll see it on our Instagram website. Blah, blah, blah. Dude, I pulled some of my back just now. Oh, my God. Oh, you're just sitting there. JZX 100. Okay. Yeah, in stock, ready to go. Ready in a cool kit. And JZX 90 is in stock, ready to go as well, I believe. So, um... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other... St- Dude, you added a lot of shit. I know, I know. I'd I be working low-key. You, know, you just don't think so. HKS Val... Oh, we talked about that last time. Um, the Gretty Shift knobs, we talked about that. We talked about the US Body Kit. Okay, so the only things that are new are KTS arms. Well, a lot of arms. Yeah. Um, we got the Works Bell Quick Release in black. Um, and mo- most importantly... Is the key performance plug and play fuel pump? A lot wired. of people are digging those. Yeah, so we don't have that many of them. We only had ten. We only have ten. We already sold a few, so. Yeah, there's another order right here. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, yeah. So, so. You know, those things are those things are going. So get those while you can. It's funny because I was literally just thinking, how come we haven't made that yet? And then boom, boom. Key performance, back at it again. Key performance, 
with everything you need, all your wiring essentials. Yes. Uh, ISR performance front upper control arms for 370Z. That's a new product, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's brand new. Brand new product. They just released. So if you're looking for upper arms for a 370Z, go to our website. Check them out. We got parts, guys. We got got it. Come on. Come on. We're adding stuff every day. Um, You know, we're shipping out a power steering cooler kit, our own that we designed in-house for S13. Uh, We're shipping one of those out today. So, you know, if there's anything you're looking for, please email us, sales at factionmotorsports.com. And most importantly, check out our sponsors that you hear at the beginning of every episode. Right? Yes. Yes. Every episode. Yes, yes, yes. And Patreon. Don't forget, we have a Patreon. You hear exclusive stuff on that one. Uh, We are going to be giving away new merch when it comes out depending depending on what tier you select and also we're gonna have merch coupon codes mm. yeah so yeah if you're looking to get coupon codes or you know just keep keep in the loop as much as you can you definitely want to join the patreon we got a, a few people in there already it's definitely growing faster than i thought it would and now we're starting to add podcast episodes to it just for the patreon listeners so make sure you check that out yes those are called faction under the hood under the hood and that's all we got for you today. Once again, thank you, John, from Goopy Performance for coming in, stopping by, having a good time with us uh, yeah, that please, night. Please send us some RX-7s. Yes. We are, we're going to start doing more alignments on RX-7s. Yes. Yep, we got to hear that brap. Brap, 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 brap